Welcome back to the Attack Podcast. As always, I'm your host, the collapse of the European Bronze Age, Jay. Joined as always is my co-host, the Dorians, Z. How are we doing today, Z? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Feeling uh, feeling the Christmas Christmas feeling season. Cool. Feeling festive as well, Jay. I certainly am. The second day of the 25. That's right. We're we're well into the the lead up to Christmas here. Yeah. And when we've, you know, properly, uh, properly gotten some some things this week to reflect that. I don't know. I I lost that sentence about eight percent of the way into it. But hey, you, hey, you got to the end, and that's important. Doesn't matter how you get there, as long <laughs> as you get there. So I mean, we, uh, I think Bill Gates said that once. Yeah, probably. In terms of not finishing your sentences. I'd yeah, of course. He's famous for that. I think so. So, uh. First thing this week, we, we watched the Guardian Christmas special, of course. Yes, we did. Now, we know this came out last week, um, or I guess two weeks ago from when you're hearing this, but we decided to push it back because it's, uh, well, it's a beef shows out right now, so we got to have something to talk about. And we uh, hate you. So, and, and we hate you, the, you. Not, you know who you are, listener. Not all the listeners, just you. I won't say your name to put you on blast, but you know who you are. You'll know. No, you know, yeah. no, but it is good fun. No, yeah, there was less. Yeah. There's more stuff then, and there's less stuff this week. And also, this is close to Christmas. I mean, it came out quite early, so yeah, I did not expect it the day after Thanksgiving. That's most people start celebrating Christmas. Well, most some people celebrate it the day after Halloween. That's true. That's true. And those people should be put to death. I think. <laughs> Jeez, um, it's just just my take. That's just the one harsh opinion I have. I don't have a lot of strong opinions, but that's one of them. So. This uh, special opens up here. We're on Nowhere. The Guardians have purchased Nowhere. So now they are the, the proprietors of that giant floating head in space. Right. And uh, they're all busy and it's, it's tough and, you, and there's too much shit to do. But Cragland uh, says it's Christmas time on Earth. And Peter's upset. He's kind of having, having a rough time because Gamora and stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, I guess he's just busy. And also, Cragland tells him about how um yeah i do ruin christmas for him and so mantis sets out she's like oh, i would like to fix it for for him because mantis has apparently never told peter that uh that ego was her father as well and so mm-hmm. she's she feels some guilt about that and so being peter's half sister there she she wants to help save christmas for him right and so she recruits drax and they go to find the perfect christmas gift for him and what better to get a man who has everything but his favorite actor, they don't, uh, Kevin Bacon, the hero of Earth. <laughs> so they uh, fly to Earth on their cool new spaceship, which I really like. Um, yeah, I guess it must have been in the trailer, and I just didn't pick up on it. Maybe, or but yeah, it's a new spaceship, which is interesting. I guess it makes sense, right? I mean, they've gone through a couple at this point. Yeah, I don't know what happened to the Benatar that it would be not in use anymore. Unusable. But whatever, maybe it's to hold more people. Because it looks like. Like a proper, like real big ship. Yeah, it looks. It does seem a good, a good deal bigger. And it must be like it's been a good bit of time, I suppose, because Groot looks much different than we saw him in Thor earlier this year, right? Oh yeah, Isn't, that's right. Right, I forgot there in Thor, because in Thor he looked mostly like an Endgame Infinity yeah, War Groot. Yeah, so I guess it's been a while. I don't know, whatever. But this one's called the um, the Bowie, right? Mm-hmm. After David Bowie. Which is nice. David Bowie. Bowie. Does he say his name right? Bowie. Is it Bowie? Which one is it? 
It's Bowie. Fuck. I thought you were saying Bowie on purpose. To I never know. Humorous. It fucks me up. Well, because Bowie. People like, say Bowie. No, I think, People say Bowie. I think it is Bowie. Is it? No, it's David Bowie. Oh, Jesus Christ. What am I saying? <laughs> You're saying like he's a ship. Like he's a part of a ship. Well, like I'm pretty sure like you talk about Jim Jim Bowie. Bowie. That's a guy, right? Fuck. Jim, Jim Bowie? You know the knife? No. What, you never heard of like a Bowie knife? knife? I've heard of a Bowie knife. You don't call it a Bowie knife. You say Bowie. Bowie? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, there you I'm go. I'm glad we cleared that up. <laughs> yeah, so I guess we're all, I, we're all on the same page, clearly. <laughs> Until Guardians 3 comes out, we'll be on the same page. <laughs> and so, wait, hold on, hold on. I've got a YouTube video. How to pronounce David Bowie versus Bowie knife. Okay. Okay. Okay, so David Bowie said his name is pronounced David Bowie. Apparently in Texas they call it a Bowie knife. But oh, neither of those are the thing I was saying, is it? No, I think <laughs> I think maybe you were maybe you got Mandela in the pronunciation of the word Bowie. Huh. Well, glad we cleared that up. So, anyways, they got a new ship. They take it to Earth. <laughs> um, it's God forbid they name the next ship Caramel. <laughs> It's a it's a it's an interesting design. It's got two big like rings. I don't know what it's. I, I don't know. I like the Benatar quite a lot. I'm a little disappointed to see it go, but I mean it's variety. Yeah. The Benatar's still there. You still can get your like a model or whatever. So, no, absolutely. It's like seems like like there's like it seems like it's from like a fleet. I don't know. Not like just like a ragtag crew. Like it makes them feel more like established as like a, a group. I don't know. No, yeah, and I guess if they're, I mean, if they can afford nowhere, they can probably afford a nice big ship if they want. So, yeah. Um, and they get to Earth and they start. They start looking for uh, Kevin Bacon, which is fun. I I did enjoy this. Like, there's some good jokes. I think. I think it's quite interesting that like Drax and and Mantis were the two to go. I think it was probably intentional um, there because mm-hmm. they're maybe the worst adjusted for it, <laughs> right? Like yeah. Mantis and Drax are maybe the the w- weirdest. Like yeah, like most poorly adjusted. To try to go hang out on Earth to get something like this done, um, yeah. even compared to the other guard. I mean, they're all guardians, right? They're all kind of goofy or whatever. But like, I honestly feel like Rocket, even though he's a literal little raccoon man, he would almost do better. Like, they just have zero self awareness <laughs> in a lot of the cases. Yeah, they don't know like social cues. Yeah, so it's good. They don't know what costumes are. Yeah, they they really struggle with a lot of seemingly basic concepts. But I mean, I guess <laughs> I guess it's based to us, but they're aliens, so what do you expect? Yeah, but even to each other, right? Right, like Drax always struggles with like I don't know basic conversation. <laughs> it seems yeah, metaphors, the most simple of of speech, really. So interactions, good stuff. Yeah. Lots of humor. Just, I really did like. I liked the GoBots joke. Yes, I I thought that was funny. Um, because the GoBots are in the in the Marvel universe, like as a thing. They li- I think they live in the like the micro the microverse. Yeah, I think you said that. I think we turned us off pod. I think you yes. Like that sounds like cool. where Ant Man Ant-Man goes. Yeah, and this new yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. It, so they're yeah, they're somehow in the Marvel thing, but they're also they did cross over with the Transformers. I'm pretty sure Transformers just stole their whole their, their whole gig, really. Um so yeah. it's it's a whole thing. But they yeah, I'm pretty sure like the Fantastic Four have like hung out with them in the comics and stuff. Um huh. Because they are literal Marvel characters now, so it's pretty funny. Because well, because Mantis says that a Cobot killed his cousin, <laughs> uh, which is very funny. Yeah, and he's like, Drax, don't be a bigot. They're not all like that. 
because <laughs> well, of course also it's just a guy dressed up like a cobot so it's very good um also though it's goofy because like no one would dress up like a gobot would they no <laughs> you dress up like a transformer <laughs> yeah not just some random ass gobot but they don't have the transformers they have the gobots so here we are <laughs> that's why it's fantasy they have to make a crazy scenario where people care about the gobots but that's good Oh, before that, I did. I really liked the the song. The um, yeah, it's a fun song. I liked it. It's the the band is the Ninety Sevens, who I'm not super familiar with in real life, but they're dressed up like aliens in this. Um, and they sing a song about what Christmas is like, but like but they don't know what it is because they were told that by three yeah. different alien people. Yeah, they're the they're the old Ninety Sevens. Um, oh. but yeah, it's a good band or it's a good song at least. I don't really know much about them, but it's pretty fun. It's oh yeah, I enjoyed it. For good sure. unfold. At first, they got like a pretty good understanding of it, and Peter's like, "Yeah, that's that's mostly right." But then it just starts to get it. They go all off the rails a little, <laughs> just a little bit, a touch. Santa's gonna shoot you and your shoot your toes with missiles, <laughs> which is fun. Uh, oh yeah, but yeah, it's got a good good bop to it. There's lots of good me. Of course, being a James Gunn thing, right? The soundtrack to this is pretty fun. Um, oh yeah, he loves his soundtrack. If anything else, you know, not just necessarily just generic Christmas stuff, but like some fun. You know, poppy stuff as well, which is again is very on brand for Jim's gonna had Christmas rapping, which is at this point I guess a pretty it's not necessarily the most unknown Christmas song, but still still a departure. Um but they eventually they they hang out at a bar, they're having drinks, and then they make their way outside and there's like a lady at a tourist place trying to hawk uh star maps <laughs> and that's how they find Kevin Bacon's house. You get this? And use her powers to just get the map and get all her money. Just deals for it, which feels feels slightly immoral. But then later on, they like beat up a bunch of cops. So you're like, yeah, I guess they're, I guess it's, I guess they're doing the right thing. Little good, little bad. <laughs> I was gonna say, I guess beating up a bunch of people is worse than taking some oh. money. But oh yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> but uh, they get to his house. He doesn't want to let them in naturally. I I enjoyed how how much Drac liked the little elf decoration. Yeah, he's a funny little man. I love him. And I want this funny little man. <laughs> this is good stuff. I mean, I don't know, man. I like when he threw Mantis over. She's like, all right, if you throw me, and then he just picked her up and he yossed her over. He's like, we well, told me to throw you. What, what do you mean? Throw you or not throw you? Make up your mind, lady. She's like, well, what's on Breddy? Just threw me over a thing on the ground. Very good. I don't know. I was reading. Because obviously, as we'll get to, um, there's also stuff about Guardians 3 this week. People are like, yeah, I don't really even care if Drax is the next one and stuff, or whatever happens to him. And I was like, I don't know, man. They're all they're all on the team. I know that like Drax has become sort of flanderized to a degree, um, but I still think he's pretty good. Yeah. I, I like him in Guardians 2. He's got some pretty powerful scenes with Mantis. That's what I think. Team, is that like, uh, yeah, it's fair enough. If you want to say in, in you know, Infinity War Endgame, he didn't get a fair shake, but like none of them really did. It wasn't really their movies, right? Those were Avengers movies that the Guardians featured in. But come on, like I don't know. I don't think it's necessarily fair. And again, it's like we always say: like there's only so many of these movies. There's only so much work you can re- realistically get done with any of these characters. You always got to make compromises because there isn't a million issues of a comic that you can write about them. So mm-hmm. apparently, even he has said that like day batista has that he his guard uh, drax got a little more development but like i don't i don't know there's just only so much to do like when you're talking about all the guardians movies are ensemble and then those that uh, those avengers movies are ensemble upon an ensemble right like it's just insane yeah it's an ensemble of ensembles like it's i don't know what you're supposed to do but overall i i do enjoy his presence um 
and I do think he's quite good in this. I know part of it as well is that David it's tough to to get in that kind of ginormous shape every time um to be Drax. So that I'll totally totally understand as well, but um, and putting on that makeup. Oh yeah. I think that's mostly like a thing you can get into now though. It's not like it wasn't like excellent first class where they made Jennifer Lawrence sit in a chair for literal hours where they pasted shit I on never, her. It, when I say like, yeah, I was in the makeup chair for like six hours. I'm like, how much time did you work? It's most of the day, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You, you break for lunch in the middle of them gluing blue to your body? What? <laughs> You're in the chair for six hours, then you film <laughs> you film for 30 minutes, and then you take it all off and go home? <laughs> and you go, all right, time to start, start over the next day. No, it's, just, it's just a vicious cycle because they're like, all right, well, we need to film a million more scenes over there. So, yeah. I another six I did hours. See it. I did see an interview for, and this is a little off topic, but it relates to makeup, uh, with the Learns of Power cast with the guy who plays, uh, what's his face? The elf guy who gets kidnapped, who loves the moral lady. Mm-hmm. What's, his, what's his name? Uh, he was like, yeah, you know, the people, the actors who were the orcs, like they had crazy lead times. Apparently, like if they had to, like if the shooting started at like 7 a.m., they had like their call time at like midnight to put all their makeup on. Jeez. I was like, so you're telling me these people are like, all right, it's three in the morning, time to paint you gray. It's like, oh my God. Huh. Just absolutely ludicrous. Yeah, that's, no, that's insane. In the year 2021 or whatever, that seems excessive, but. <clears throat> I think you can just mostly put that on as like a mask, but geez, what do I know? Yeah. They spend a billion dollars. It's got to go somewhere. That's right. Uh, so they get Kevin Bacon, basically. They they kidnap him. <laughs> they fight off some and cops, like, and she does, Mantis does her magic on him. Um, she thinks that Candy Cane's a person. Yeah, that's fun. also a good one. Yeah. He's like, why do you get your little swirly man? And I don't get my man. She's like, what? what? Why would you think this is a man? <laughs> And then he flips over that cop car and she like crawls on there. She's like, all right, you guys can have this candy cane and as like so it's recompense so for even for flipping your truck. Cause I really wanted it, so we're even because <laughs> I'm giving it with you. <laughs> and she's like, So this is looking like a man or <laughs> they're like, No. <laughs> He's like, Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> all right, have fun, guys. Just lunacy. Just insanity. And then they give him on the the ship, obviously on the way back to nowhere. And probably the funniest part of the whole <clears throat> Thing is when they, yeah, as they discover that he's an actor, <laughs> <laughs> they hate it. It's funny that they they don't know they don't. I think normally you'd think that these characters would not know what an actor even is, but they do, and they hate them. They're like, "Oh my god, you're an actor!" Dra- your- <laughs> Drax is like, "But, but actors are repugnant." <laughs> and then Mantis, Uh-oh. Mantis literally starts gagging. <laughs> Like, like we've ruined Christmas for Peter. It's worse than what Yandu did. We're giving you an actor. <laughs> but like he was, man, it's like he was, he was a boy when he left. He didn't understand. <laughs> and it's like I think even then he probably knew. Well, of course he knew. But like, yeah. God, this is very funny. And it's a, it's a continuous bit through the rest of this, which is, it's obviously a bit meta, isn't it? Because we're watching a fucking movie here, so yeah. you're all actors. <laughs> like, they're all actors, which is pretty good. Yeah, man, like I said, Mantis literally starts gagging. I thought that was very funny. And then uh, they're like, "All right, we gotta, we gotta, make, we can't let Quill know you're an actor." So they like Mantis, like, "All right, you're gonna be a hero." So then Kevin Bacon just does like a British accent. <laughs> He's like, oh, like, "What are you doing?" I'm a British soldier from World War II, because <laughs> that's his, I guess that's like 
in his mind he's like all right what's well, like a really heroic guy it's like yeah that's a pretty heroic dude and then yeah. they're like no like a fake hero and he's like all right I'll, and then he starts pretending to be batman <laughs> he's like well i'm bruce wayne actually i guess i'd be bruce wayne and they're like no just you be you but better not an actor <laughs> which makes sense because if you're an actor and they were like all right now pretend now be a hero you're gonna be like all right okay i'm let me do my acting. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure yeah. Kevin Bacon's not literally like that. This is clearly like a, you know, caricature of him. Yeah, caricature, caricature of of Kevin Bacon as an actor and a man, but still pretty good bit. Oh yeah, and then they finally they all before they actually get to nowhere they buy they buy a bunch of Christmas stuff on Earth, bring it back with them, and they set it up everywhere and they do a big surprise thing for uh, Peter, and he's like, "Wow, thanks guys!" And there's a big box. And then he's like, hey, let me out. He goes, let me out of here. You didn't put air holes. I want to pass out. <laughs> and he's like, what the hell? And he opens it and it's Kevin Bacon. And he's like, hey, he must be Pete. <laughs> Merry Christmas, man. And he's like, what the fuck did you do? This is human trafficking. And then Rocket's got a pretty good line where he's like, what do you get for the man who has everything? A, a human being. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've clearly, at some, some point, they. Again, it's 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 unclear if it's because Mantis and Drax are just so weird as as individuals, or like, have they really misunderstood the concept of Christmas this badly? Like, surely you should understand that you can't give a person as a gift. <laughs> yeah, I surely don't. Surely Mantis doesn't like slavery. Is that <laughs> the whole point of Guardians Two? Whatever, you know. There it is. Yeah. What do What do I know? I'm not James fucking Gun. <laughs> it's apparent pretty quickly because he's. He's like, oh, I love it, Pete. I don't even mind. <laughs> He's like, you're using your mind control on him, aren't you? Um, but then Kraglin, so then they, well, so then he's like, all right, I'm going to go. And they're like, no, 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 you can go back. Well, he, he tries to run away at first. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. Because Star-Lord's like, hey, you're not going to run, right? And he's like, no, I'm not going to run. He's like, all right, I'm going to let you go. Just don't run. We'll, we'll take you back to Earth. But you can't, if you run, we're not going to. And then he runs, of course. <laughs> Gamora has a good line. Because Gamora is very funny because she's obviously like super straight laced. Nebula. She's Nebula. Um, she she's funny because she's so absolutely humorless. Yeah. Which is like you. I'm faster than you, Bacon, or something like that. <laughs> and she like draws a gun and chases him down. And you're like, oh no, go easy on him. <laughs> Nebula, that poor man. Uh, but then on the way, so then Kraglin's gonna take him back, and he's like, you know, they just were doing their best. They try. They they're a little they're a little weird, but you know, they they came at it honestly. They like they know Pete loves Christmas and they they wanted to make it better for you. Sorry. And then Kevin Bacon's like, I've got to save Christmas for these folks. <laughs> <I'm> staying. <laughs> these alien people who kidnapped him <laughs> took it in stride. Which you know, what a guy. That really speaks to Kevin Bacon's character. I think. Yeah, I think he's. I think only he can do any wrong. No, he really is a hero. He's the hero we all deserve, isn't he? Yeah. So he's he gets cell service because they've got some really good satellite dishes. <laughs> yeah. He gets slower in there, but I go kind of into Allegheny State Park, and I can't get a, I can't load a text. Just so funny. Uh, tell me how that works. Like that's not really how s- phones work, is it? Just no, not at all. <laughs> also, just, like, how is it a satellite dish? What does that even mean? <laughs> the rest of your satellite any, for that. <laughs> any satellite gets picked up. Like we only call them here those here because they're picking up satellites. <laughs> What is that dish picking up? It can't be picking up a satellite. For, or maybe it's picking up the satellite from Earth. I guess so. Whatever. It's a really big one. Who knows? Um, but he stays and he sings a song with those guys. Um, and everyone gives each other gifts. And it's very nice. Yeah. It's really good. That's just generally the vibe of this whole thing, I will say. It really is just a just a pretty straight up and down Christmassy kind of vibe to it. It's not... You know, obviously it's got the 
the like Marvel stuff, but it's not, you know, there's not really much action or, or violence of any kind. There's not some villain to overcome. It's mostly just a pretty, pretty nice Christmassy thing, isn't it? Which is a vibe you oh, can yeah. definitely enjoy every so often. Nice and easy. Not like Black Panther, which made me sad. Yeah. This one was like Christmas. Just totally uncomplicated Christmas joy, even compared to like whatever Hawkeye, which was really good and was fun and stuff. Um, it also had those moments where he's like, "Oh, I'm sad because Black Widow died." Oh, and you're like, oh, "I'm sad because my family." <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, jeez, let's not do that." Yeah, let's leave that alone. This one's mostly just nice. Um, and they do some singing. Uh, <laughs> Nebula gives Rocket Bucky's arm. <laughs> where did she get that? I don't know. I don't know, Jack. How did she get Bucky's arm? How did she steal Bucky? Because he had that arm in the show, didn't he? Oh, oh yeah. It was that arm, I would say. <laughs> I, I really, I don't think we'll get it, but I hope in Guardians through the Thunderbolt, so like, or Thunderbolt, he's like, yeah, I got a new arm because Nebula stole it. That weird blue lady from space I, stole I it from me. I feel like he will have a new arm. I hope he gets a new arm. I hope he gets a silver arm again, frankly. With a big, with a star on it. Honestly, yeah. I know that's like a Russian thing, but who gives a shit? It looks cool. Yeah. The thing about the black one is that it's it's kind of less iconic, I would think, because you can't almost you could almost not tell sometimes when he's just wearing it. He's wearing a coat, like a dark coat, it like blends in. You're just like, well, he's just wearing, yeah, because like the cool thing is all of Bucky's outfits prior. It's like regardless of what he's wearing, his is it his left arm? Yeah, his left arm just <laughs> it has no sleeve, <laughs> so you can see the whole big yeah. arm. But when the arm's black, anyways, it kind of just looks like, oh, is he wearing clothing and a and like a glove? No, bring back silver arm, I say. I say bring him back, especially now and that Nebula Groot, took it. What are you gonna do? Anyway, he can't get it back. He doesn't have a spaceship. Uh, and then Groot makes a bunch of like replicas of what happened <laughs> somehow throughout the events of this special. Yeah, <laughs> he's made him, and then he made the one of Kraglin holding the gift he made him of Kraglin. So it's like an infinite <laughs> little. I love those. It, it gets smaller and smaller, and smaller. Yeah, it's Kraglin holding his gift, <laughs> holding his gift. <laughs> Holding his gift, holding his gift. Good stuff. Um, oh, Dra- Drax gets his funny little man somehow. I don't know how she got that, but <laughs> I guess I guess her and Nebula just went back to Earth for a hot minute. Quick. I I do enjoy as well. It does it does focus on her at one point. Um, but when uh when they're do- when Kevin begins doing the singing and they're all standing there, um, <laughs> Nebula is dancing very strangely. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's like a robot. <laughs> like she's literally like a robot. Like she's doing her best. So you know. Good honor, but yeah. it's bad looking. Oh, we didn't really talk about Cosmo, did we? But Cosmo's an actual character yeah, in this. The Russian dog. Yeah. So Cosmo appears way back in Guardians One, but um I guess she's a she's a she in this. She never really yeah. does anything. Um but she she's there and her just fully on display with zero explanation, which I'm fine with, but about how she's just got uh telekinesis. And, and I guess telepathy yeah. as well, because she can talk to him. Um I thought she has like a little thing on her neck. Isn't that a little device oh, on that's, like? Is the, that what it is? One, that's what I thought. It was a little like square part that has like a little couple lines. I thought that was like. Oh, maybe you're right then. It transmitting your thoughts. Regardless, she does have um, telekinesis because I don't know. She went through a wormhole or something. I don't remember. Because she's the idea yeah. is that she's a dog from like the Soviet space program. <laughs> yeah. So, big fan of Cosmo. And so she's a communist. Apparently, and I guess she's she's properly in the in the team now. She gets to be a guardian, I guess. Why not, right? Maybe. So, yeah. Maybe she'll be around. Um, Traditionally, she kind of hangs out on... Or he... I don't know. It's a... He is a boy. and He's a boy dog in, <laughs> in the comics. Um, but he just kind of hangs out on nowhere and, like, runs it. 
but so does Mantis in a lot of cases. So I don't, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, at some point he he was launched into Earth's orbit as part of an experiment, but his spacecraft drifted out of orbit during the '60s, sending him into nowhere. At some point during the drift, cosmic rays mutated him, giving him psionic powers. Thereafter, he became the station's chief of security for nowhere. So there you go. Good for him. It really makes you wonder, Jack. Would a Russian dog have a Russian accent? Guess so. Uh, maybe. I guess if it learned English, it speak it Russianly. Should we worry about it? I guess not. No. Probably looking too much into it. And then perhaps. And then. Uh... So then Kevin Bacon heads home, and they're like, "Thank you, Kevin Bacon," <laughs> which is a like goodbye. Just everyone's like waving bye to Kevin Bacon. Um, uh. And then they have their little heart heart, don't they? Mantis and Peter. Yeah. He's like, he's like, what'd you do all this? For? What'd you go through all this trouble? She's like, oh, we just thought it'd be nice. Because, because, because I gotta tell you, Peter, I'm I'm your sister. And he's like, Mantis, that's a great Christmas gift, the best Christmas gift I could have gotten. And it's nice, and they they have a nice hug, don't they? Oh yeah, it's good. Because she was worried that it would upset him, but he's all right with it. Oh, we also didn't talk about the little cr- cartoony parts. So when Craglin yeah, talks was... about how um he under ruined Christmas for Peter, it's, it's like, like in a weird, weird, a weird little cartoon. It's like a it's like um there's a word for that kind of animation. Well, I think. Well, I guess I su- I don't know. I suppose it is animation, but you know what it is? Is they filmed that. Yes, that's 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 what I'm. Yeah, they film and then they like did it over the top of it because there's yeah there's like behind the scenes photos of Michael Rooker and uh the whoever the kid is who's playing little Peter um on set in costume and stuff. So he's not he's not blue though. I guess they were like, well, this is easier than making him blue. <laughs> yeah, because I mean it's it's literally like three scenes that they just had to film real quick. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it showed Peter's like, oh, he didn't really ruin Christmas because at the end, he came around because he saw the gift I gave him and he he got the Christmas spirit and he gave me my guns for Christmas. <laughs> he left all the other presents in the trash. <laughs> he didn't give Taserface his present. I thought that was nice. I was like, he even got a present for yeah. Taserface. What a jerk! So, yeah, and then, and he, how how tra- Taserface repaid the favor, huh? All those years later, yeah. what a dick. Um, but yeah, what a time! What a nice little what a nice little time! I think. That's how I feel about this yeah. one, really. I just had a grand old time with it. Now, better or worse than Werewolf by Night for judging the special presentations? Yeah, there's, they're really pulls apart, aren't they? Yeah. In terms of one is like scary. One is scary. I, I really spooky. think they're both pretty good at, at what they were going for. I think so. I think they succeed. Yeah, I think they really succeeded being the thing. I mean, like this one, I would say I have more investment in being the Guardians and stuff, and I really like those movies and everything. And we we've had these characters for a while, and there's, you know, it had it had less work to do, right? Um, in terms of like explaining who or what or why these characters, um, so it just had to give us a funny and nice like event with them, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas, um, yeah, like Werewolf by Knife was entirely new characters, but yeah, in terms of being a, a Halloween thing and then a Christmas thing, I think they both do pretty good. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, so that's probably end it there then. Not much to mm-hmm. say else. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, you liked it though, Jack? Feel his name. Yeah, I definitely do. I think it's a fun little Christmas thing right at the end of Phase 4. I think James Gunn said it was like the epilogue to Phase 4. Nice little bite-sized thing to watch real quick with your family on the holidays. Oh, yeah. And get, and get ready for Ant-Man in February. It filled me with some nice warm feelings. Oh, yeah. It's like, man, Christmas is nice. It certainly it's is. like that idealistic way of like what Christmas could be. Yeah, not capitalism and all the... Yeah, exactly. Because it happens and you're like arguing with your family and... And you're just mad at the world, and, and you don't kind of hit, and suicide rates go up. You don't even get, oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. It's true, but it's true. 
you don't get the Christmas gift you want, and so you scream at your mom. And so you, you call her horrible things, and you bring up things no one should know, and you <laughs> reveal her infidelity to your father, and you know they start fighting. That's you've, you've you've tarnished the whole season for your loved ones. Yeah, forever, irreparably changed the trajectory <laughs> of your life. But no, in this you're um, like, but this is just a th- uh, a show, and so it works nicely, and everyone just has nice yeah. Christmas spirit, and it just ends well. And nobody gets mad. It's the platonic ideal of what Christmas might be in a more pure world. God bless it. God bless it for that. I agree, Jack. Had a great time. The only thing I would say is that not all the Guardians really get much to do. Frankly, most of them who aren't Drax and Gamora. Nope. Just kind of stand around. Drax and Mantis. um, Yeah, do almost nothing. (laughs) I mean, Rocket gets a couple lines. Nebula gets a couple lines. Obviously, Peter is like the, the sort of target of it all. But he even he is like definitely slightly less. Um, but yeah, again, for the for the purposes of this, I mean, we know who they all are, so we get it. Yeah, we don't need to overblow it. Yeah, but again, Drax or not Drax, Jesus, uh, Groot is big again. That's interesting. We'll see that going forward, I guess. He's bigger. He's not quite pre. He's not quite Guardians level. And I saw James Gunn talking about that because he's like he's a different shape. He's got some slightly different proportions going on. He's a little wider his fa- because if his face is different yeah, too. Like if if he got to. Guardians one Groot height, he would be much much wider, I think, because he might already be kind of like as broad as Groot was, but he's much shorter. Like you know what I mean? So yeah. yeah. All right, so um, let's let's I'll talk about that into trailer trash, trailer cash. We could probably just start with I'd say so. Um, Guardians three. Yeah, we got the Guardians three trailer this week as well. Um, which as you said feels a, a little bit early for it, given that we're I mean we are well well of a ways off, aren't we? Because you know. Like you, as you as you called there, the next film is Ant Man, which is still like two, three, three months away, and then Guardians is a is a couple months after that. So it's a bit early because usually they don't, they often almost kind of wait, right? Yeah, they wait till at least the the one comes out and they let the next one go. But I guess they didn't. I don't know. I don't know why they. We never understand how Disney and their marketing and shit works, do we? Because they continuously their weird algorithms continuously surprise us. So. Oh, absolutely! But it's here. Um, and as a, but as a as an official, well, I guess this. Okay, I'm reading it right now. This is just called the official trailer. Um, yeah, which is strange. Short. Yeah, it's short and it's not super in depth for a trailer. I, we've talked about how they are fucking. They also have kind of abandoned the significance of those terms, right? Sometimes mm. between like teaser and trailer and what any of it means. <clears throat> I feel like normally this would be the official teaser, no? But yeah, I I would have thought because I was. It would have been like an t- official teaser trailer, but I mean, I'm, it's, if they're calling us a trailer and they're going to show us not that much, I'm fine with that because we've said multiple times that sometimes they just show everything. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I guess that's where I would prefer for sure. But it's just weird because you know there's going to be two or three more between now and it actually coming out. So, oh yeah, whatever. Um, so yeah, in general, it's it yeah, it really isn't super deep on plot. We see them showing up to a planet that I thought was just Earth, but it's very much not. So Earth, did I. Which I mean, it's intentional. Clearly, it's uh, I I'm very interested to see what the explanation for that planet is because it just seems so interesting and strange. Because yeah. it looks like sort of like a '50s '60s like suburban Earth with like all mm-hmm. the cookie cutter houses and old cars and lawnmowers and shit. But then they're all aliens. <laughs> Yeah, they're all like weird animal animal people, people things. Yeah, but they're all dressed like it too. It's it's very weird. <laughs> I'm very yeah. curious to what the very, very James Gunnish. I suppose it is, isn't it? So I'm very curious what the explanation for that is. Drax yeah. knocks uh, over a girl. He just whiffs a daughter head. It's like, come on, man, you had a daughter. What what are you doing? Uh, his daughter was probably like 
big strong monster though. <laughs> That's true. He probably his daughter probably loved when he's like, well, my daughter loved when I did that to her. Probably she loved when I threw rocks at her head. Beat up other kids. <laughs> yeah. And they're all wearing their similar suits. Yeah, so yeah like, rock fits, which is actually like more from the comics. Yeah, well, yeah, very much so. But in like originally, um, when the Guardians were reintroduced in like 2006 or whatever, because they're originally they're from like the 80s or whatever it is. Um, but those Guardians were in was in like the the far flung future. Yeah, like the year 30,000 or some nonsense like that. You know, some some bullshit like that. Um, mm. But when they when they, yeah, redid the Guardians in like 2006-ish there. Um, that's kind of the outfits they had, was they all had matching these blue and, and red accented things, which looks cool. I, I like it as a new thing. I mean, you may as well. Groot kind of had something in this color scheme in Endgame, I would say. Yeah, I think so, a little bit. Uh, but this is, yeah, very much the whole team and everything, which is cool. They're, the, they're, they're doing it up as a team. I want to see his helmet. He feel like he doesn't wear his helmet enough anymore. I wonder if they're going to change yeah. that up to be more like it as well. That'd be interesting. Like a full helmet, not just like a face mask kind of thing. Yeah, well, no, it's a full helmet. It's just his hair sticks out the top for some reason. Uh, I guess that's true. In um, it's just slightly different looking in in the first appearance. But um, we get the oh shit, what's it called? Do you know, Jack? The the is she an otter? High evolutionary. Oh, the otter person that hugs Rocket. Yeah, Rocket's friend. I don't know Rocket's um, friend's name. She's from the comics. Obviously. Well, anyway, he is an otter friend. He hugs Lila. Something like that. Lila. Lila is a sapient otter and raccoon, rocket raccoon soulmate. There you go. Oh. Um, but I think it really sucks when he dies, though. Me? Jeez. <laughs> oh, it's a very similar um, thing to Rocket, I believe. I, I really don't know much about her, but I think it's like Rocket. Um, and we get, there's like a shot of like a, a nefarious looking hand reaching to grab her. So you got to assume that's something, that, some kind of. I thought that was him. Isn't it Baby Rocket? Oh, is it? Cage with him? Yeah, I think that's a raccoon. Let me see. I'll watch it right here. Yeah, pull it up real quick. I pull thought it, it was like, I don't know. It doesn't look like a raccoon face to me, but I could be wrong. I thought the whole point was that it's like, oh, we're the same. I don't know, but it is. It does cut right to his face, which looks very similar. I don't know. <laughs> I guess ignore what I said then. <laughs> um, they're wearing Among Us suits. <laughs> yes. My friend pointed out when I watched that with them. He was like, oh my God, Among Us? <laughs> Someone's sus, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> the high evolutionary is sus? Uh, we got Gamora back, of course, which is good. I don't know how she's going to factor in. I'm still, I'm very curious to see how they're going to address that. Yeah. Um. There's like, there's definitely sh- stuff scattered throughout of like, we're going to lose some Guardians, Jack. At least one for certain, I would say, right? Oh, yeah. There's that one scene of Peter. He seems pretty upset at, with like tubes around him. Yeah, he's like, he's really upset. And there's a similar scene, which seems to be in the same place of Nebula. Not Nebula. Mantis is also very upset. There's a sequence where Nebula is carrying Peter. Yeah, I saw that. He's like unconscious at the very least. Um, or maybe dead. Well, yeah, maybe. Um, Rocket's like, we're going down together, whatever he says. Yeah, we're done running. And Calls him Pete. Pete. Not Quill. Uh, we do get Adam Warlock. They're in prison again, yes. maybe. Gamora's there, and Drax is yeah, hurt. So like, that's another one where it's like, oh, geez, Drax, you're right. And Warlock, very golden, as he should be. Oh, yeah, be. very golden. Love it. It's got it. Not he's got not the soul stone in his head. No, I guess he doesn't, does he? No, that that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, there's a part where Rocket's looking pretty pretty worse for wear. You can see like his cybernetics poking through his face. He's because he's oh, gee, like, I'm missing this out. I gotta watch that. Back. Yeah, he's like wounded. It would seem. Um, what else? I gotta show a bunch. Of, as all these are, it's like disparate stuff. Oh, the the ship's crashing. 
Um, so this guy's the high evolutionary. Is that what you're saying? This villain? Yes, oh, okay. the guy with thing. He's from um Peacemaker. Oh, he's the yeah. Okay, God, go... <laughs> James Gunn loves doing that, doesn't he? Yeah, he's like, hey, you did a thing for me. Do this other thing for me, huh? Do you think Adam Warlock is going to join the team by the end? Do like a Mantis? Uh, yes. He's gonna right, yeah. So we'll make the team even a little bigger. Like I feel like there's a shot in this where they're all walking, um, and even Gomorrah's there. Um, I feel like Adam Adam Warlock. <laughs> I want to call him Adam Driver. I think Adam Warlock <laughs> might be there too at the end. Uh, yeah, I think they just like sneaky erase a guy from they a love scene. Doing that, don't they? So nothing they love more. There's a scene where I was like, "Is Rocket in heaven?" Because <laughs> he's surrounded by like the stark white. I'm probably not, but it's just I feel like that's maybe intentional. Is what they want you to think. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. He's like he's like alone, and he's he doesn't appear to have his clothes on either, and he's surrounded by like stark white. And you're like, "What is that?" Yeah, did you get? Is there he- heaven's real in the Marvel universe? Yeah, show us the scene of Rocket going to heaven. Um, there's also the one scene I just saw where the High Evolutionary is like testing this girl yeah, she's like running on a hamster wheel i don't know what that's about yeah a big circle strange and then the final j- gag is rock or er, drax is like i want to kill someone <laughs> we're gonna kill them all and starlord's like we're not no we're not gonna kill anybody he's like all right we'll kill some people he's like no we're not killing anybody. Like, all right, at least one guy one one dumb guy that no one likes <laughs> pretty good um so overall yeah fun i mean like I guess it's gonna be heavy. It's gonna be heavier than we might have expected. Even though they do, the both the previous Guardians films definitely have their moments, right, of like emotion, um, mm-hmm. in within them. Uh, this and I think it's gonna be even heavier. And like, yeah, I think one of the Guardians is gonna at least one, if not two, or so, so is gonna they're gonna bite bow it. Out. Yeah, yeah. And even more may just like retire. I think. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, you never know with some of these people. Like, who do you think would... Because uh, James Gunn has said that, like, this is going to be something of a... It really is going to be, like, the end of an era. And that some or many, a lot of these characters are not going to continue on. And that if the Guardians come back, he's I don't think he's going to be involved. And it's going to be a new sort of, you know, iteration of them and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like, is Chris Pratt the kind of guy to be like, yeah, I'll be done with this? I don't know. Because, I mean, we've had some Maybe. of that, right? You know, yeah. your Robert Downey Jr. is in your... Chris Evans. But even Chris Evans, I saw recently, was like, yeah, I kind of miss it. <laughs> then you have like Chris Hemsworth, who's like, I'll do this forever. Um, I don't know. I, I wouldn't have thought that Chris Pratt necessarily would be the type of guy. Again, I like as we talked about earlier, Dave Batista has his own reasons for maybe not wanting to continue. But then, like, I don't know if that necessarily applies to everyone. Like, yeah. I don't know if it's. I definitely think like Karen Gillan could probably be Nebula for a while. Right? Is it the type of thing you just stop doing? I mean, they're actors, right? This is their job. If you got like a sure thing like this, would you would you not just keep doing it? I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't really uh, hold it against him, right? Yeah, I've certainly wouldn't either. I've no Dave Batista has said in the past that he's like, yeah, I don't want to be playing Drex forever. I'm getting kind of old. Again, I know yeah. that it's hard for him, but assuming that's not the case for some of these other actors, again, it's just such a it's just a, a sure thing like that, right? Like, hey, I, I mean, I don't know what they all make, right? There's there's this idea that like every one of these Marvel movies makes a million billion dollars for every movie, and I'm sure that's not the case, right? Like, I don't know if Palm, um, Clem Teeth or whatever necessarily makes that much money. I don't know if they're all in the millions or anything at this point, but you've got to imagine it's a sure thing, right? It's a, I, yeah, for sure. I'm sure it's a, uh, a pretty steady paycheck basically. So like, I don't know. It's interesting. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Who's going to, I mean, you could even have a thing of like retiring, right? Of like, Oh, Peter and Gamora retire in, into have a nice peaceful, and but then they're like, oh, they might come back eventually, though, won't they? Yeah, they'll bring them out of retirement for like 
Secret Wars, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Unless you kill them, kill them. Mm. There's just there's no thing. There's, there's no way around it, right? Like, yeah. Um, but again, I I saw literally James Gunn got in like a Twitter or no, maybe it was an Instagram spat with someone. I mean, spats me a strong word. But he was like, "This is the end of an era, guys." And someone was like, oh, "As if though, not really though, right?" He's like, "Nah, really." <laughs> She's like, they're all gonna. I'm doing BC now. Didn't you hear? Were, well, because they were like, they're all gonna come back, right? And he's like, not all of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, all right, all right, Jim's mm-hmm. gone. I mean, I've, I would say, I have pretty, pretty high hopes for this movie. I don't think it'll disappoint because, as everybody likes to say, James Gunn literally took the Guardians of the Galaxy, who nobody fucking knew. I knew. And, I knew him, well, Jack. I'm, all right, and and you're one percent of everything you like. So, well, yeah, at least. Uh, and I got a bad day, and he made them like household names. Everybody knows about Groot oh, yeah. and like Star Lord so. shit. Yeah. Oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt they were very much on the fringe. Even yeah, I, like even among comic book fans and shit, no one cared. They've gotten a massive life out of these movies and stuff, even as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, they're both very he good, made, right? He made Chris Pratt rip. Yeah, right. Um, both these movies Shows are how very can... good. Oh, they're so and good. So Suicide Squad is good, and um, the Peacemaker is really good. Like, I mean, not that this has to be a contest or anything, but like, you compare this to say, you compare the Guardians and and James Gunn's run in general with superhero stuff to say like our boy Taika there. Like, I don't think, I mean, we really just didn't like Thor, right? It didn't land in the same kind yeah. of way. Um, this they also, like, unfortunately hacked it to pieces, so maybe yeah. not totally his fault. Whatever happened to that yeah. thing? Um, he just, yeah, I think. James Gunn's been more consistent. He's had more kind of focus, I suppose, in his vision and everything. I mean, he said before that like he has had a ton of freedom in terms of it. Like Marvel just didn't care probably because they're like, well, what's the significance of this side of things anyways? So they just let him go and he just does a good job. Like I, I'd be surprised at this point if he has, if he does a poor job, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Cause I mean, I again, nothing against Taika, but like he, he had one and we were like, this was pretty good Taika. And then he had another one and it's like, oh, Whereas, yeah, James Gunn just had more. Not that Ta- I, I, I wouldn't want to think that I don't think Taika Waititi is like a good filmmaker. Maybe Jojo Rabbit. We both yeah, like Jojo Rabbit. He's made some. If anything, yeah, his his Marvel output is among the weaker of it, which probably speaks mm. to something of like you have to play in this kind of universe and and you've got a, these rules and yeah, corporate whatever bullshit. I'm sure I'm sure that's all a factor where he didn't get to you know nothing against him, but uh, yeah. I think this movie will probably be pretty sweet. Probably cry. Oh. I cried at the end of Gardens too, Jack. I'll admit it here. I don't think I cried, but it was sad. I was like, this, this is pretty well, it's like sad and like try, but it's like it's not a super it's not just sad, right? It was like nice. Yeah, it's like a there's a there's a triumph to it. Like a there is a silent yeah. Yeah. It was it's a real good dude. When when fucking Sylvester Stallone shows up. Yeah. Oh, I saw he's in this one as well, actually. He's in the is he? God bless him. I I literally at the end I caught it like it's it's saying everyone's names at the end and I I saw I was like is it, does that say Sylvester Stallone and it did so he's there. We get that post credit yeah, scene right from the last one of like the the other Guardians team kind of forming up. I wonder yeah, if we'll yeah. see that. I wonder if that'd be cool. Miley Cyrus will reappear. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently his uh, Sylvester Stallone's new show uh, is rivaling House of the Dragon numbers. Oh, I, in terms of stream, like to watch it. What's it on? Oh, it's on Dome, right? I think it's on Amazon. Oh, all right. Me? I have that. I don't know. But I get. I mean, maybe. All right. So let's, we got to do our thing here. Get moving. Yeah. So trailer trash. Um, I would, I'll go first. Um, I'm going to have to feel emotions. I'm not going to be ready for that. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I don't want they, they can't. You can't make me James Gunn. I won't allow it. And trailer cash. 
There's a little otter. I like otters. Otters are always cute. Yeah, they, they are. That'll be fun. They're probably gonna kill that otter. Don't go near them though. Don't think they're like. Oh, they'll bite you. They'll bite you. They've got like unless you're Colin who wants to fucking buy an otter. I'm calling you. They've got actual like. They've got weapons. I mean, like they'll hurt your dog. Predators. People will be like, oh, I'll let my. No, it'll cut your dog. Your dog's not ready for that. Your dog's a. They got big sharp teeth. They're carnivores. Your dog's a little house trained fish, relatively speaking. Okay, your dog ain't shit. That's a wild animal that kills things to eat them. It doesn't fuck around. But yeah, otters are good. Your dog. Your dog gets nervous when you leave the house. Raccoons are good too, though. Frankly, you ever seen that video of the raccoon washing his food, but he wa- he's oh, cotton candy, the cotton candy, and he oh, it's heartbreaking. <laughs> poor, he's so distraught. Stupid raccoon, he doesn't get it. <laughs> he's it, it's really it's just a lot about our society. Mm-hmm. That it does. he knows not what he does. It's beyond his possible grasp. <laughs> yeah, I, it's a good one, Jack. I also I also don't know that I'm ready to feel some intense emotions at this Marvel movie. Um. I don't know. I, I I do like all the matching outfits. That'll be in my cache. It's very it's a bit nostalgic for me because it's been a while since I read that comic the first time, and I'm like, there it is. That's fun. That's good. I think it's I think it's timely enough, right? We've had like several movies right. of them having all kind of weird, different, disparate costumes. I think it's nice that they're like, all right, final final one here. We actually give them the team thing, which doesn't always work, right? Like it would be mm. dumb if the Avengers all wore the same outfit, right? You wouldn't With a big A on it. You wouldn't like that. I don't like it when the X Men did it in most of their movies, but. This time I was like, eh, why not? I'm sure they'll have other shit going on too anyway, so. And they probably won't wear this for the home movie. Drex will probably take his shirt off at some point or something, so. No, yeah, Peter Cole take his shirt off. Yeah, probably. Although he hasn't since the first one. Maybe he's gotten ripped yeah. again. Little... I mean, he's like, right, got to be in. Come on, Pride, get in there. Getting... We're paying the big bucks. <laughs> Compared to most people, he's, I'm sure he's in incredible shape. Even, he, okay. Despite the joke or whatever. They said too many sandwiches that they make it in Fitty or whatever. I, I think he's probably doing all right. He's, he's got on the cut. And bodybuilders know you be bulking, you cut, and you get super ripped. That's right. Or something. I don't know how it works. I don't. I don't like those posts. They're <laughs> annoying. If I see another fucking gym post, I'll blow my fucking brains out. Well, there, well, there oh my know. god! God bless you for going to the gym. Don't tell them. Just don't let me hear about it. Let me tell you. Oh. All right. Well, so we're done with the Guardians here. Let's move into our next two of, second of three trailers we have today for you, audience. Um, Indiana Jones Five: uh, The Dial of Time, the MacGuffin of the MacGuffin. That's um, what it's called. <laughs> It's not called the Dial of Time. No. Oh dear! It's the Dial of Destiny. Oh well, I, okay. I had half. No, sure, but I'm a fool. It's ah, a fail, isn't it? I mean, that's a that's a pretty shit uh, record, if we're being honest. Yeah, I'm, it's. I don't think I've ever gotten the title right. That's all right. I'm just giving you a go. I don't. I don't really mind. No, I, I got. No, I think I got the first She-Hulk episode title because it sounded like a title we would make one of our episodes. But yeah, Indiana Jones of the Dial of Destiny. Um, it's finally oh, yeah. here. I mean, we've known about this film for a long, 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 long time. This is one of those oh, movies yeah. I think was supposed to come out last year. So just really... Oh, yeah, it was in your list of movies that were supposed to come out that were delayed from COVID. Mm-hmm. Who's to Very know nice. what's going to happen this year, maybe, later? Ooh. <laughs> so, um, but here it is, finally. Um, the, the fifth Indiana Jones movie. Um, again, doesn't give us a ton. We know quite a bit about this from interviews and stuff. I can fill everyone in who... Might be curious, as in, I mean, you, because our audience <laughs> can't ask us questions, can we? No, it's uh, not live. Well, we've got John Reese Davies as Sala, and he's like, I miss being, a, I miss doing adventures, Indy. And Indy's like, oh, but we're old now, so no. But it's like, maybe you got to do last one last one, Indy, huh? <laughs> maybe one last ride? I'm thinking so, Jack. I'm thinking of the last ride for Indy. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, a, it's, it's wild, dude. It's wild how long it's been. It's about, now, if I remember from what you've told me, you'll probably correct uh-huh. me. 
he's trying the MacGuffin is a dial that goes back in time. Is that correct? I, or it has or it's like two different time periods are gonna be shown at once. I really I don't know what the MacGuffin is. Um <clears throat> I think it's something to that effect. We but yeah, we're not given a I I don't think we see it like uh, yeah, I, I think that's part of it. I don't know if if it's going to be a time travel thing or if it is just going to be flashbacks. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, you think about the stuff that are in the other indie movies. It's got some, you know, the MacGuffin is the whole thing. Like, yeah, that's the whole point. I guess it's not even a MacGuffin in that way, right? I think that's probably one of those um, film criticism terms that's slightly that overused. Is. Yeah, because isn't let's look it up. Let's bring it up right here for. Everyone's bad. Yeah, I think a MacGuffin is just drives. It's, it only exists so the plot can occur, I believe. An object or device in a movie or a book that serves merely as a trigger for the plot. So, like, is the Ark of the Covenant a MacGuffin? Because that's the whole movie. Like, is that is the plot? Is it? The, is that the same thing? You know what I mean? I I think so. I think the idea is that if you take it out, can you have this sim- a similar movie? I think that's like one of those tests because it's one of those things i think that has yeah has been kind of it's usually sort of talked about like it's a bad thing to have this thing that's just like the thing that just is there just for your plot but again i don't know if that applies to like the Indiana jones movies where yeah that's the whole point of the film is that is that such a bad thing i don't know yeah um but yes i kind of general plot from what we can see in this trailer and like some of the interviews and stuff that they've done is like it's in the sixties, obviously as as it would be just like Passage of time wise, if not even, no, I guess it's the 60s. It probably should be later, shouldn't it, huh? I think a little bit. Because, I mean, if it, yeah, it's been more than 30 years since the original season. So, uh, but that's yeah. all right. Uh, we'll look the other way there. So, it's, it's like late 60s as well. So, in real life, in the late 60s, um, the, the US government recruited former Nazi scientists into like NASA and stuff, including like Werner von Braun, who was like the head of rockets at NASA, I believe. And, uh, Mads Mikkelsen in this movie is playing either like an analog for that or a similar kind of character. Um, and Indiana Jones obviously has like reservations about about that whole thing because of, you know, obviously the movies where he came up against the Nazis. And also, you know, after those movies, um, in between, Indiana Jones fought in World War II. He was like a war hero, right? So he's got in reservations about the idea of like, hey, what are we doing with these Nazis? Yeah. And uh, apparently Mads Mikkelsen's character is, like, regretful to some extent about the past, and he'd like to change that. Um, that's all we know, I guess, is that he'd like to change the past, actually. For all we know, he wants to make it worse. I don't know. Yeah. Um, maybe he's a make real... More... Yeah, he might be a villain. Like I, I... I mean, it's Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, the one thing that guy loves doing is playing villains. The vibe I've gotten from it is that he's, like, mostly a good guy who's just trying to maybe, like, going about some things the wrong way, but I guess... I don't know why I hadn't considered before. Maybe he just wants to like make the Nazis win or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically, it seems like the the MacGuffin, the the titular, of course, di- Dial of Destiny, is somehow able to change the past or alter things. Um, apparently, it's based on like the sort of this like Greek uh, mythology legend thing of of the the Wheel of Fortune, um, which is with, is with Regis Feldman. Yeah, exactly, exactly, of course. Like the game show. Incredible. Clearly, that's why they didn't call it that. <laughs> because <laughs> if it was Indiana Jones and the Wheel of Fortune, that would be dumb. <laughs> Very dumb. Um, so that's probably why they didn't go that route. They're, they're going to call it the Dial of Destiny instead. Um, so it can either like change things for the good or worse, I guess. And, and I guess 
as as usual, like the villains are going to be try to get get it, and Indy's going to try to stop them, kind of. Um, but yeah, it's not clear if like those. So we see stuff in the past. If that's like a flashback, just just scattered throughout the movie, kind of thing, right? Or if it is like a result of something in the movie, like that's you know, like they they go back in time or whatever. Yeah. So we'll see. I guess while we're on that, let's address it. So we see uh we see deep fake Harrison Ford. Oh yeah. How yeah. we feel he about is. this? Um, I don't know. Feel it looks fine. I guess. I think it looks fine. I mean, it's one frame or well, one little sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, of it that we get a good look at young Indy. Um, I don't know. I'm interested to see how much they want to do with that. Um, I, you know, I hadn't considered um, until we we started hearing about some of the stuff how they were going to exactly do it. But I, it kind of makes sense that maybe a lot of the action is going to be done with deep fake Harrison Ford. I mean, God love him, right? We love Harrison Ford here. Yeah. But he is old as shit. I mean, even in he's so old. Even, he loves crashing planes. Exactly. Even in like you know, fucking Force Awakens, which is a full... When this movie comes out, it'll be like almost a full eight years difference. And those are eight significant years. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, You can see sometimes that he's an older man. He's just... I mean, he's he's not an action star. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it is it is what it is. So if you're going to build... It's the passage of time. Of course. And if you're going to build a movie like this around it, it might make sense that you get a stuntman or whoever, however they do that in to do some scenes and you do young Indy over the top of it and you have Harrison Ford do the voice or maybe however they, they go about doing it. Um, and, and we have all these world war two sequences. I, I think it might, it might be the move. I don't know. I think so. I, I think so. But I wonder if, yeah, it won't be more, more of this movie will take place in that time than I had sort of previously imagined because there's a, we see a lot of shots of, of the world war two stuff spread throughout this trailer um we see mads mickelson in the past um as well mm-hmm. being a nazi um which again is interesting like i it, it makes me think maybe he really isn't like this like repentant like guy right i mean i don't that's tough it makes you feel like he's evil right well, because like i mean i'm sure this is this is a result of propagandizing and 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 papering over the past and stuff but i have this image of like Werner von Braun as like this reluctant sort of Nazi, um, mm-hmm. but that could just be like bullshit. So maybe Mads Mikkelsen's like, "Oh, I can change the past. I'll li- I'll make the Nazis win," <laughs> and then I won't have to be reluctant about anything. Yeah, I I don't know though. I I am kind of interested how how heavy they're going to lean into all this stuff. Not to say like, okay, how do I approach this delicately, Jack? Oh, I don't know. Depending on how you do, it, you might be on your own. So Indiana Jones, right? It's kind of like they're pretty just kind of fun swashbuckling adventures right mm-hmm. and the nazis are there and they're the villains but they're just they're like caricatures almost right because you just go who's some really easy villains to beat up in the 30s the nazis there you go bob your oh. right um but like steven spielberg who is a producer on this film he's obviously not the director um but he's he was involved to some extent Steve, steven spielberg said after he made schindler's list his kind of opinion on that changed and he kind of came to the the belief that like you can't necessarily just do that right right just make a movie and like have the nazis just be this these swashbuckling villains though because they're more serious than that which makes a lot of sense i think but i don't know i I guess i just the idea that they're like they've decided to use the nazis for this movie again but like now we have to treat it with that level of sort of like um maturity and like seriousness around it I'm interested to see how it plays out, like how deep they're going to go with all these ideas and stuff. 
Because I would, yeah. I would ultimately like for the Indiana Jones movie to be kind of a fun swashbuckling adventure. Yeah, I don't even know like the grayness of war and like the people yeah. who fight it. I don't need. It. Yeah. I already watched All Quiet on the Western Front. Right. I don't need another right. one. So you you get what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I definitely see what you're saying. I understand that if you're going to put the Nazis in your movie, maybe we, in the in the modern day we need to actually, yeah, again, a, a, approach that with a certain level of care. But then my thing is like, well, maybe you just didn't need to do the Nazis. You could do something else. Like, why do three fifths of these movies have to be about Nazis? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Once is enough. I think we get the idea right. after the first couple. I don't necessarily think of them as being an essential element. It's just kind of a convenient plot thing, right? Of like, well, it's the 30s. Who else are looking for occult artifacts? Hitler. <laughs> he loved them. Yeah, the, the guy who most people are going to like look at and be like, well, I don't have any problem with them being the villain. Right, exactly. That's the other thing. Again, they're so easy to just be like, who, who gives a shit? What happens to the Nazis? And then, but then to set one in the 60s, the world's your oyster, right? And to yeah. just be like, we're doing the Nazis again, and but we're doing we're doing it serious this time. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Just make it communist. It's the sixties. <laughs> yeah, but I guess they don't want to do that. I mean, that's what they did in the yeah. last one, right? It was Russians. So you're still was it Russians in the last one? Yeah, yeah. And Crystal I Skull. That last one. You've never seen Crystal Skull? I think we went over oh, this off pod goodness. that I have only seen the first one, not because I didn't want Wait. to see the the second or third one. We've been over this. We definitely been over this. That's unbelievable to me. You've never seen the Last we- Crusade. I have not, but not from lack of trying is because my dad had a three DVD box set and I watched the first one. I was like, oh, this is great. And then I went to watch Temple of Doom at a different point in time. And somehow that one got screwed up and that disc wouldn't play. Very so I, never watched Tem- I never watched Temple of Doom and I never watched Last Crusade because they were both screwed up. And then I never, this is before streaming, this is, so I never got around to very it. very amusing, Jack. I have an Indiana Jones box set that I got when I was quite young, like six or something, because I was that kind of kid, right? And I recently went back to watch and then watch i was gonna do a marathon with my friend and i discovered at that at that stage that um i'm i'm also just missing my copy of temple of doom the case is in, <laughs> in the box and it's not got the dvd in it huh. i do have the last crusade still though so well jack i know what we're doing before this movie comes out for certain we've got to watch. i'm making no. you watch all those movies this is all right jack. No. these are some of the best movies ever let's not let's not cause a fuss about this these are incredible films. Not including four, right? No, four is not that great or whatever. But it's also okay. Because I was bad. like, I've got, I've got enough affection for four. Because I was a child when it came out, so who cares, right? Yeah, it was Shia LaBeouf. He was, it was when Shia LaBeouf was a movie. It star. blew my mind. I was like, I'm going to the movie theater to watch Indiana Jones, but these movies are from the past. This these is amazing. Oh my god, the past now, incredible. I should have a word for this. I get to go. Like everyone hates it or whatever, but I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> He's in the fridge. Holy shit. <laughs> There's a big, it's aliens. Someone's like, you know, this guy, you know what this is? He's a war hero. I was like, oh my God, Indy, you're sick. This is amazing. This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Um, so I got no problem with it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, we'll see how it goes, I guess. That's all, that's all I'll say on that. Certainly mm-hmm. preserve judgments ways away. But we also have Antonio Banderas. Um, not sure what he's doing. We know he's one of the main players in this. Oh. Um, so we'll see what he gets up to. Um, who else do we got? Oh, okay. So There's a, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, right? She is the lady from Fleabag. Yes, she's in. That. She is his sidekick in this one because Indy always needs a sidekick. Um, oh, yeah. She's his goddaughter, um, apparently. We know that um, Carrie Al- Karen Allen, who who is Mary Marion, um, she is in this movie. She'll be here, which is nice. They didn't like break them up between films or anything, mm-hmm. which is something they'd be want to do maybe. But they're actually going to have it. I guess just a good relationship. Nice, nice 
Um, successful marriage, which I'm, I'm at least okay at least one of Harrison Ford's action stars from the seventies <laughs> gets to keep his wedding, keep his marriage together. <laughs> That's right. Um, well, not too ain't bad. Apparently, uh, looking at IMDb right now, apparently it's written down that fucking Shia LaBeouf's gonna be in this movie, but I I'm questioning that. <laughs> they just like to lie in IMDb. They just like to lie, so you never know. But oh wait, no, maybe this is okay. Maybe I've misinterpreted this. This might just be um like the whole series kind of cast. All actors who've ever been in the thing ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Google loves just producing shit like that. Um, but there's some fun. There's also funny stuff. I mean, I know I just said about like maybe it's going to be heavy and dealing with the horrors of war and shit. And I'm sure there's some of that. Um, but I I like the scene that seemed very classic indie at the end where um he's like whipping at him. He's like, hey, back, <laughs> back, back, and they all gun. They all pull out guns, which is like the reverse of indie's move, isn't it? And he's like, oh no, it's been turned against me. <laughs> so that's good. Cause yeah, freaking a whip's not that effective of a weapon, really, right? I mean, well, you no, can't no, even you no. can, like. It's just, I mean, the whole point of a bullwhip is to like, I don't, I don't even think they use it on the, you don't even have to hit the bull with it, don't you? Is it just a noise thing? I don't even know. Um, but like, it's not an incapacitating type weapon, is it? It'll fuck you up and it'll make you hurt real bad. But then you're just like, I'm still here. <laughs> probably if you, if you rush a guy with a whip, you'll probably get to him closer because he's got, because he's to keep backing up to hit you. That's true as well. There's, there's like a l- tight little like window of range where the whip's actually effective. If you're too, if you're in too close, it's not even doing anything. <laughs> Yeah, so it's a fun, it's a fun novelty movie prop for sure, but it's not much mm-hmm. of a weapon, I don't think, in in all reality. Oh, that's yeah, all right. Put like spikes on it. Good on you, Andy. Spikes on the whip? How would that even work? You just you, that's when you're hitting them. Like it's like a catching <laughs> thing. Like you catch them and you pull them in, and the spikes are in them. Okay, <laughs> it's a dark, it's a Dark Souls weapon. They they do it in Dark Souls, right. so it oh. must work in real. Oh, of course, I've been a fool. Yeah. Um. Well, so we got any other notes? It looks like I I just looked it up here. Toby Jones is in this movie. So the point where they're on a bridge, or not on a bridge, they're on top of a train. I mean to say, um, they're running, and it looks to be in the past scene, but maybe it's not. I can't tell. Um, and he's on the roof of the train, and there's like a guy with him. It's uh, that is Toby Jones, I think. Oh, very fun. Which I thought was interesting because I was like, is that Toby Jones? And I'm like, maybe, maybe I'm just in, in injecting him into this because he was a Nazi scientist in. <laughs> Um, Captain America. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's literally like he's he is Operation Paperclip. It's the same thing, right? Where after the war they bring him over, and you remember in Winter Soldier. So like, oh yeah, very probably it's a very similar role. It's tough to get. That's a tough tough gig in Hollywood, though. Get typecast as a Nazi scientist. I mean, I'm just assuming he might not be a Nazi scientist. <laughs> you never know. Um, so uh, there's a, like a parade they're running through, and he's on a horse. That's fun. yeah. The horse shot looks nice. Oh yeah, it looks it's very fun looking shot. Very colorful because it's a big parade and there's streamers and shit. It looks nice in sixties, nice American. A lot, a lot of brightness, like um, when from very similar to how Steven Spielberg did. Um, oh, what's that musical he did that we watched? What was it called? <laughs> oh my god, you know it. Help me here. No, I want to. I want to see. I wanna, I wanna no, no, don't. it's only one of the most I'm famous sh- musicals of all time. I'm sure you'll get there. Oh, shut up, you! <laughs> it's, it's called West Side Story. You, West Side Story. Um, I know. I didn't want to say the one with the Puerto Ricans. That sounded bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, the West Side Story. This is exciting, isn't it? I mean, just generally. Yeah, I think uh, the trailer. I'm just kind of middling on. I was like, all right, I don't really care that much. But I watched. I was like, ah, this will be fun. I love Indiana Jones, man. Everyone loves Indiana Jones. Are you kidding me? Like, holy shit! What a time! What a time to be alive! Sure. 
What a time to be alive. So excited. The question with this one is like, are they well and truly going to commit to handing off the reins to someone else? I mean, he's going to die soon enough. Well, yeah. I don't think they'll kill him in this movie or anything, but no. Yeah, he he can't do it forever. I mean, they were floated around for a long time. Like, are they going to recast like young Indiana Jones so you can do you can do more movies where he's young still and just have someone else in the role? I honestly think that's probably the that might be the best thing. Like, it's tough. Yeah, because at this stage, Indiana Jones is like this larger than life thing. He's he's larger than in, than Harrison Ford, probably. Right. He's he's fucking Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. He's like this. Icon of cinema. So, yeah. second only to like Han Solo, the other guy portrayed by Harrison Ford. Know, Indiana Jones might be larger on his own than Han Solo, Harrison. right? Like, because um, Han Solo is part of a larger thing. I guess. I guess Luke Skywalker would be the equivalent right. to Indiana Jones. But Indiana Jones is, hey, yeah, he's just, again, he's just this icon. So I don't know. Like in that way, he might survive a, a cast, a, a, like a, a recast, right? Like there's yeah, like a James Bond. like a James Bond, right? Like would it would it be so wrong? I don't think so. I mean, we already did it with no, Harrison with right. Han Solo, and that came out all right. Just get him oh, again, yeah. maybe. <laughs> I mean, hey, I was thinking that. Just get Alden Reich to come do it. I remember Chris Pratt was floating around for a while. I don't know what. I feel like um whatever. At least the internet's perception of Chris Pratt has shifted recently because of whatever nonsense. But because of just lies. Because they're fickle. The world's fickle. Yeah. The internet's fickle. So. I don't know if he's still front running. Also, it's been literally like a decade. And so Chris Pratt himself is like, what, approaching 40, probably? I think so. So like, I feel like that's always a factor. Um, is you want to get if you if you wanted to commit to the idea of where we're recasting indie, we're going to get like, oh, he's 43. Jeez. So if you're going to commit to the idea of like, we want to recast Indiana Jones so that we can crank out another like two, three, four, whatever movies of Andy in his prime doing fun adventuring, you kind of want to get a younger guy, right? Mm-hmm. Like someone nice in their twenties, thirties, you can really, you can get a lot, you can, you can squeeze a lot out of. So I don't know. Also, it's, I feel like sometimes it is best to go for sort of unknowns with this type of thing so that you're, they're not overshadowed by their own sort of fame, but yeah, you know, again, or also you could hand it off. Like, are they going to do some, some Phoebe Waller Bridge movies? Like, is is she going to be the new one? I I don't know. Oh, that'd be cool. I, I think that's almost as as fraught as trying to do it with like Mutt or someone, though, right? Like, mm. do people care about these? Are they? Is are people ever going to care about these guys as much as as Indy? And I guess the question really is, yeah, I guess it does come down to if you really believe anyone else could live up to to it as much as Harrison, right? Mm. Like, is yeah. Is he, is Indiana Jones great because of Harrison Ford or vice versa or like like how much of it is you know how much of it is him and how much of it isn't and, and all that like I suppose there's no way to really know other than yeah <laughs> than giving it an attempt and seeing how it goes seeing, but seeing how the internet essayists really tear it right, apart maybe right so I don't know I, I can't imagine that I feel like this is the beginning of something like I feel like this is a watershed moment here of like they're gonna kickstart something off of this or maybe not i don't fucking know <laughs> <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to wait and see in june right it comes out in june yes incredible i've also seen people someone i think maybe it was on the weekly planet they said like maybe you could do it with um actually you do it with marion's father um something ravenwood whatever his name was who was indy's mentor and so oh, new character you know, right new actor we have no pre-existing baggage with this guy because he's dead before the first movie. And you could have him doing adventures even back further, right? He could do it during World War One, Yeah, the teens, the 20s, even whatever kind of shit. 
Um, which is interesting. There's there's something to that, maybe. I don't know. That could be cool. Um, but again, I guess the yeah. question is like, do people care about this kind of stuff if it isn't indie, if it isn't Harrison? I don't know. I just don't know. I'd like to think you could, as long as the, the everything else around it was worthwhile. If you've got interesting, you know, adventuring to be had, interesting artifacts and shit to find. Um, but yeah, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Overall, I am I am enthused about this one though. I think this will probably be fun and good. All right. I think so. Whatever else they I go on beyond is kind of outside of the purview of this. So I probably didn't need to talk yeah. about it for however long just now, but that's all right. What else are we here for, right? Not to talk. Uh, so let's do a trailer trash trailer, the trailer cast of this. It's a trailer trash. Um, the Nazis. Yeah, the Nazis are pretty not trash. A as a not a fan of these fellows. The more I read about them, the less I care for their organization, I must yeah, say. I agree. They're not a bunch of trailer. Bunch of no good nicks. Bunch of no goodness, I'd say. Trailer cash. Harrison Ford's not in a plane. He can't crash it. Oh, don't don't be so sure. I know you've never seen it, Jack, but in the second one, they literally crash a plane. So, oh, and the third one actually. Two films you've never seen. He crashes planes in both see? of those movies. <laughs> it's Schrodinger's film. If I don't see it, it didn't happen. Or he's involved in plane crashes, I should say. Um, yeah. My my trailer cash is uh, he's just in the full outfit, man, and that's pretty good. I love it. Picks up the hat. He picks up the hat. He's got the tie. He doesn't always have the tie, so that's kind of a that's that's nice. Switch it up a little bit. But mm-hmm. he's got the hat. He's got the jacket. He's got the whip, man. You gotta love it, right? Big fan of all that. A, you cannot love the whip. My trailer trash, though, Jack. I gotta say, they got rid of my favorite character, Mutt Williams, as portrayed by Shia LaBeouf. What's up with that? What is? What's happened? I thought he was gonna be the next I big star, not- Jake. Did something happen? I w- I'm not. Uh, oh no! Yeah, I hope you're sitting down. Oh, no, I've spoken too quickly. Here I am. I'm reading it all. Oh no! It's it's all brought. It's all come up right <laughs> oh, here. God. Oh jeez. <sighs> I can't even look at it. I can't bear to watch. No, please stop. He's dead already. <laughs> but he was I in holes. He was in. <laughs> he was in holes. Don't you know? He was in the first three Transformers. At least one of those movies was all right. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, anyway, what a incredible transition I just did. Segway, <laughs> which doesn't work if you like say segway uh, into the <laughs> final trailer we're talking about. Um, uh, Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Or Rise of Beasts. Good job. I good. did it. Oh, I'm so good. That's two for Jacko. <laughs> Wait, is it? Yeah. Well, the, the She-Hulk one. All right. Excellent. I'm talking. I'm talking all time. I'm talking all time stats here. Not this game. Well, I mean, I guess you had—you probably would have got Guardians Volume Three if I let you, but that's kind of a give me, to be fair. Yeah, I—I won't. I'll take. I'm—I'm above taking a low-hanging fruit. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't need pity. Well, here it is. I found the—I found the Transformers: Rise of the Beast trailer on Porsche's YouTube channel. <laughs> a Porsche. Well, the main car is that's a Porsche. That's a Porsche 911. Oh I believe. yeah. It could be wrong though. Don't nobody fucking quote me on that. I'm not a big car guy. Um. So yeah, this is we we probably this the least deep of all these, right? Um, but this is a trailer. Um, it looks all right. It looks like a Transformers movie. Yeah. Um. So you were talking about. Let's talk about the look. That's the only thing we can. That's really worth talking about. I'd say. Um. Yeah. So you you were a little bit iffy on Optimus, right? I was. He looks too skinny. I'm a little iffy on Optimus too. I'm not. So compared to like how he looks in um, Bumblebee, which was kind of like. Bumblebee in general, all all of the designs across the board that we see in Bumblebee were really like people really liked him at the time because they were a return to more of the original generation one look of him. Um, Whereas in the in the other movies, 
especially like progressively over time, they, they steadily got further and further away from that till they were just kind of nonsense. Like too, it was just too much. They were just kind of um, overly complicated, like visually cluttered at times of like all these mm-hmm. fucking edges and jagged and so much metal sticking out and shit. Um, and also the other thing is that they got like progressively more just sort of like humanoid and there's too much curves and stuff as well. And like they're, they're, I don't know, they're shaped almost too, too well. It's like, oh, they should be kind of blocky and squarish and transformery. Um, yeah. But so he keeps up that for the most part, but he's, there's, there's some kind of middle ground, I guess. And I, I think I prefer how he, he looked in, in just Bumblebee, um, to be honest. And the same way with a couple of them, uh, Bumblebee, he looks fine. He always looks all right. As long as he's yellow, I guess. Um, RC, I was, I'm kind of disappointed by though, because RC looked really good, I think, in Bumblebee, and she's like, I don't know, they made her red? Just make her pink, you cowards. She's supposed to be pink. She's always pink, alright? And she's got lipstick on her, too. Ah, <laughs> uh, you don't have to give her lipstick. Does she? How am I supposed to know she's the girl one, Zach? Does she actually have lipstick? In the, one of the, one of the still is out from the cartoon, she does. No. She's got like a pink, I guess they're just pink lips, but it looks like she's wearing lipstick. No, I understand. On the trans- yeah. Yeah, because huh. she's the girl one. You couldn't tell she's the girl one. They're like, "We'll make her pink," but I, that's not clear enough. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and then I don't know. I'm not gonna pretend to know much. Oh, well, we know some of the beasts ones. We have Optimus Primal. He's the big gorilla guy. He looks pretty cool as a gorilla. Gorilla's a weird one though, as to be if you're gonna be a beast, like a gorilla's yeah, kind of mostly close to like a humanoid, right? Yeah, it's like you're like halfway there. He transforms from a guy with arms and legs to a guy with arms and legs. And you're like, wait a minute. Just a m- more proportional arms and yeah. legs, I guess. Like the cheetah transforms from a cheetah into a big man thing. And you're like, all right, there we go. There we go. But he just transforms from a gorilla to like shorter arms, longer legs. And you're like, that's not as interesting. But I mean, that's not their fault. <laughs> no, they for didn't a long choose time, it. So. Um, we don't have Haley Steinfeld returning to this one. Um, or anyone for that matter. Because I believe this takes place in the past still so i think it's a sequel to bumblebee not the other ones i'm pretty sure that's what i saw okay so yeah so bumblebee takes place in like the 70s or some shit so um it's it's carrying on with that i guess i i suppose this is a new timeline totally distinct from those first fucking five <laughs> i guess because it doesn't really make sense otherwise right yeah they can't just like a because if they're doing all kind of adventures on earth and then they can't show up for the first time in the first movie right so but yeah, I don't know. Generally, it looks like a it looks like a Transformers movie. <laughs> yeah, not. Yeah, uh, I like the beasts. I think the beasts are cool. Even the gorilla one's kind of weird. It's like they're just there's, there's like a big war happening at the end of the trailer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like that's a, that's actually a cool looking scene. There's a bunch of Transformers just destroying property. What they love to do. Just in a big open sort of field thing, which I think is maybe yeah. because like often they're they're like very very complicated settings for these final battles. It'll be like, we're all in a city, mm-hmm. and it's just fucking skyscraper. And it's like, that maybe is a little bit much. But this is just like, we're all in an open field, we're all going to punch each other. I think that's all right. That seems yeah, kind of a good punch on. Seems kind of fun. Yeah, uh, so um, Bumblebee takes place in 87. Oh. So, I yeah, I think that's gonna. this is carrying on from that, mostly. So, again, I guess it's a new it's a new timeline. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's not much in the story way. It just seems to be a great threat. Was well, there ever much in the story way? <laughs> No, there never is. They're just uh, so they're just they're just robots gonna punch each other. other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but what else would you so really want, right? I mean, better story, I'd say. Um, um, you know, what? I'll say it. Hey, a little something to to say. Okay, so we got Peter Collin is returning, of course, as Optimus. Ron Perlman is Optimus Primal. Um, Anthony Ramos and 
Dominique Fishback are the our main human people. Apparently, Pete Davidson is one of the Transformers. That's distressing. Oh no, is he gonna hit on? He's gonna get the woman one. I know he is. Ooh, yeah, I hate to see that. Oh, we have Wheeljack's returning. Um, fun stuff. I like the Transformers on occasion. I liked them as a kid in particular. I had some affinity for those movies. Um, didn't like. Obviously, we're too young to have appreciated it in its like earlier forms when it was like really when it really took the world by storm, right? But yeah, I can get on board. I mean, what little boy wouldn't doesn't like robots? The robots that turn into cars. I mean, it's the best of everything. Oh yeah, they they're better GoBots. They're better GoBots. They really are. They're like, what if kids? What do you like, little boys? What do you enjoy playing with? Trucks, robots? You say? Have I got? Have I got a thing for you? <laughs> Let me tell you. Is this something you would be interested in? What if I took them both? So good on them. Hope you're setting me on. Uh, it takes place in '94. The '90s. What a weird year to just pick. <laughs> yeah. What are, what's happening then? So there you go. Um. Good. Good on them. What do you got? Good on trailer. Cash gorillas are pretty cool, I guess. Yeah, the Optimus Primal is pretty fucking sweet. Yeah, he's neato. Trailer trash. It's uh, the story's not gonna be good. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's you not, never know. Come on, city on. I never know, but we've made this is this is the seventh run. <laughs> yeah, but the last one was pretty good. The last one, okay, is the best one they've ever right. done. You know what? Fine. <laughs> How many more? Came what, what came before that? Uh, the last night. Right. And before that? Uh, uh, Age of Extinction. Age of Extinction. And before that? <laughs> Am I just naming them all? Uh, Darker the Moon, I think. And before that? Revenge of the Fallen. And before that? Just Transformers. Now, I'm glad you, now you got all the ones in your head. Any of those good? <laughs> uh, uh, I, re- I rest my case, Your Honor. Fair enough, Jack. You've got me. When I'm right, I'm right. So what about you? What's what do you think? Well, I think it's pretty movie? trash that they wouldn't just make RC pink. Um, just make her a pink Ducati if you're gonna do it. I'm like, don't be mm-hmm. cowards about it. I still am not clear how she turns into a motorcycle because She's three of them, right? Well, she three so in the, in the in the, no, that was in um, that was in Revenge of the Fallen. She was three motorcycles somehow, or she was three people. I don't know. <laughs> it was three <laughs> Autobots. I'm not sure. I'm too frightened to ask. <laughs> um, she doesn't get top billing really in that one, does she? So. It's not really clear. There's a lot of like background Transformers in those first couple movies that come and go for seemingly no reason. Like RC isn't in the third one, I don't think. Maybe. So it's like, where'd she go? Who knows? Um, yeah, no, she's three Ducatis in that. So I don't know how she's one Ducati now. She's Because she's mostly the same size, maybe? I don't know. She seems big enough. I don't fucking know, Jack. I thought she was a car. I, I thought she was just a car back in the day. Like, why the fuck is... Why, why have they insisted upon making RC a motorcycle? I don't know. So make her pink, you cowards. Make it a pink motorcycle if you're gonna if you're gonna be about it, be about it. That's what I always say. That's what we always say. That's our new favorite catchphrase. So um, that's my that's my cash. No trash. It's Garbo. Yeah, she's like a weird Cybertronian car. Just make her a car. God damn it. Um, and then um, cash. I like the gorilla. It's, I mean, it's, it's hard to beat that. <laughs> it's hard to beat the gorilla, man. He's fun. Yeah, as dumb as it is to turn it. See, like it would be way cooler if he was a gorilla who turned into. A vehicle, a right? Car. Right? Yeah. Like, a big truck. A big truck. Love a big truck. That's what I mean. Yeah. So a Ford F one fifty platinum. Because like the dinosaur ones, like the the Dinobots are kind of different. But like the some of these, I was gonna say, some, but like no, most of the most of the uh, I don't I don't know all the names of the the beast ones. They all have different little factions. But again, cheetah, whatever. There's like a flying one in this who can breathe fire. That's pretty sweet. Like an eagle. Yeah, but if you're just gonna be a gorilla what's the point 
Be an elephant or something. Yeah, that'd be sweet. They're not that far away. You're a big robot. No, he's alright. Get there quickly. He's alright. Good on you. Optimus Primal. Also, he's Ron Perlman. <laughs> it's dumb and I love Optimus. it. <laughs> Just Optimus Primal. It doesn't make any sense. Because yeah. Optimus is he's a prime, right? A prime is like a rank from because there's other ones. There's like Sentinel Prime mm-hmm. and stuff. So he's Optimus Prime. So this guy's just Optimus as well, but he's just like he's just somehow a twist on Primal. Like it doesn't make any fucking sense in universe, does it? That makes sense if you're making yeah, a like toy a- and you want to do a funny pun, but yeah. <laughs> outside of that, sense. we're like, wait a minute. <laughs> what is going on? It's like if you were at had the rank of Colonel and then you met a guy like, Oh, I'm Colonels. It's like what? Yeah, why, why like I'm Colonel, I'm Colonel Stevens, and it's like I'm I'm Colonel's Colonel's Steven, like Colonel's like of popcorn. You get it? And it's like what? You get it? And I'll, and I'll, and like what? Are you going to command us? We're under attack. <laughs> so there you go. God bless him. God bless him. So moving on to so our final uh, topic, Jack. I can take that into our final Christmassy topic: Violent Night. That's right. I think the newest film with David Arbor. <laughs> Certainly, a way to describe it. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, we're doing another we're Christmas, Jack. You thought yeah, you were coming to um, Christmas. You thought we were on Christmas after the Guardians holiday special. <laughs> if I got some news for you, let me tell you. Sorry for our friends of Hanukkah. Not enough Hanukkah movies. Has it started yet? Are we in the clear? <laughs> Can't have yet. No, right? No, Hanukkah begins like in two weeks. Eighteenth, it starts. So we're we're in the clear. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it starts early. That doesn't mean, I don't. I don't know how the calendar works. Sometimes it feels like they say like like right around Thanksgiving. So yeah. That's all right. We've made it though. We're in the clear. So um, we probably aren't going to be doing a bunch of Christmas stuff in the intervening weeks, right? Until maybe right closer to Christmas time. Right, I think right before Christmas. We're going to bookend the 25 days of Christmas with Christmassy cheer and joy. We're going to build up right at the end. So it's going to be great. Uh, yeah, we went out to see Violent Night. Um, is an R-rated movie where Santa kills a bunch of militant thugs. Yeah, it's just kind of the thing I, I've kind of felt um, during and after and I think about this movie. Um, it's just kind of exactly what you would expect from the trailer. It's one of those, I think. Yeah, it's not. It's not trying to make it. It's not trying to piss on your back and tell you it's raining. It's. It's about <laughs> it. It's. It wants to be about it, and it's about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just. Yeah, I don't know. That's the best way I feel like to describe it. Just, just generally, is like if you watch the trailer and you think that'd be something you enjoy, it's exactly that. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not really anything more or less than that. Which is just like it's a Christmas. It's like a fun actiony Christmas thing. Um. One thing I will say before we start is that this is an R-rated movie where Santa, again, violently murders people. Like, the boys' level of, you see the gruesome violence. Yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, and when the movie started, some people walked into my theater and sat near me and wanted to see with my friend. <laughs> and I looked over, and there were, like, two had could not have been older than seven-year-old girls with them. And I was like, Old did, they know what, did they know what movie they're in? And throughout the movie... Like when someone would get murdered in a horrible way, they just laugh. <laughs> like, like, like these little girls would just laugh, and I was like, "These little kids got no remorse." Wow, there you go. Um, but yeah, so like as you said, David Arbor stars. He's Santa Claus, the real Santa Claus in this. Um, he's got some interesting lore to him, which maybe we'll get to. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Very. I mean, like, it's not there's not much to spoil in this movie. Um, because it's again, it's just kind of what it is. Like. It all goes pretty much exactly how you'd expect. Um, but yeah, I guess any any spoilers going ahead if you're worried about that kind of thing. But it's basically the the whole premise is that you have this like super uber rich woman um, in her family, her her son and his and his estranged wife and daughter and her her daughter and his her boyfriend or whatever and son and stuff. And they're at the house on Christmas Eve, but she's again unbelievably wealthy. 
Um, and basically, the the bad guys of this uh, do like a, begin like a heist to, to get all the money and stuff. Um, they think she's got three hundred million dollars at at their uh, house in a safe, and they want to get it. And so there's like a bunch of they've planted people on the inside because they have a bunch of staff and security and everything at their house at all times. And uh, it uh, just so happens that Santa Claus is there at that exact moment um, to deliver the presents to this house, and um, he's got to do a bit of a diehard. Oh yeah. Or kind of a Home Alone as well. Oh, yeah. A bit of a mix. Very much a mix of those. Both of which are very much Christmas movies. Mm. <laughs> Steady counselor. So I'm, I was interested to get your take on this, Jack. So this is a debate we've done, I believe, on the show before, no? But if Die Hard's a yes. Christmas movie or not, which you adamantly maintain it isn't, does this get it to be a Christmas, Christmas movie or what? Yes. Why? What is Santa's the distinction? It's Santa. It is Santa. Okay. Because like, cause it revolves around... Because Santa saves the day. So without Santa, they can't be saved. Sure. But it's still like this violent, like action movie. That's all right. Why? Okay. Because like, my my thing with the Christmas movie it is not it is not that Die Hard is too violent to be a Christmas movie. I'm all for violence. <laughs> I love to kill. I, I love to kill as much as the next guy. <laughs> but I'm saying that you can have uh, John Wayne, not John Wayne. That's the McClane. guy he's going to be. Um, McClane, John McClane, show up to save his marriage with his estranged wife at any point in the year and happened to be at her building to surprise her. That is, you could feasibly have that occur at any point in the year that isn't Christmas. It works this Christmas because he can like play on his wife back. I think that's a but slippery slope movie. though, Jack. I think that's a slippery slope. I think Christmas is kind of essential because like you said, he's, it's the holidays. He's trying to, he's trying to like, um, like fix his family, right? For the, for the Christmas spirit. It's a Christmas party, right? What other scenario do you have where there's a bunch of people at the building after hours like that, right? That's kind of important. Um, you know, you, and then if you if you get in there, you could say, well, like, what about It's a Wonderful Life? Does that, strictly speaking, have to happen at Christmas time? No. Well, then, is it not a Christmas film? We can take it out. Fuck I don't know. Hey, I have no, rev- I have no reverence for these films. Take them down. I don't You're a fool care. You're an idiot, and I hate you. Here's, here's the thing. show's here's over. The thing. We're done. <laughs> I'm leaving. Come, come, come. This is me walking away. I'm doing, I'm no, doing that thing where I like duck down behind the table so it looks like I'm walking down some stairs. <laughs> Gone. That's a gl- classic bit. Great bit. Yeah, great. Okay. Classic bit. But I will say to, 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 to address your point about the movie, <laughs> about Die Hard, uh, when they said the, the party after hours, they also, I think, also mentioned that they're about to do a big closer on something around Christmas. They do a merger. So, Merger. So feasibly, you could have a, a um, an employee party after a big event in the company at any point in the year. It's a good counter. And then have yeah. and have John McClane show up to be like, "All right, I'm here for you on your big day. See, I actually do care. I'm here to support you in this big thing you've done." Because in the movie, his wife's like, "It's like, oh, you're like the you're you're pretty important in this company, Mister Miyagi or whatever his name is. Not Miyagi. Trust you, whatever his name is." Mm-hmm. So that that's my two cents on it. Fair enough. And, and listeners, if you email me, you're not going to get a response. <laughs> we might. Depends on board we are. Yeah, it depends on board. Depends, depends on if any Star Wars shows are on that <laughs> cycle. If there are no Star Wars shows. Hey, you might just make it on. Um, but so, yeah. So that's that's really, again, that's kind of the whole extent of it, isn't it? Like, there's not much more detail because it's yeah. just that unfolding. Like, there's no there's no big twists or turns. There's, you know, there's only the one location. Um, I get it. Mm-hmm. Very much a home loan and I heard. So. He just has to slowly like uh, get all these bad guys um, who are in the house. It's fun stuff. Yeah, he's like a very also like a dejected Santa. He starts oh, yeah. off with like cool. kids just want greed. They're all about money. 
oh, I hate them. They just want like more and more and more. They don't appreciate a gift for what it is. Uh, and then that kind of Edar kind of gets addressed because he like the the little girl, the daughter of the what one of the the son of the rich mother. Mm-hmm. Like she is conking doing through a walkie talkie. He finds her name is Trudy and, and Trudy, and they're like, oh yeah, you know. Actually, you believe in me, and you're you appreciate you, and I know you, and you're like kind of making me love my job again. And throughout the movie, we get like through their conversations, Trudy and Santa. Uh, it's revealed that Santa, before he was Santa, was like a Viking raider mm-hmm. who just killed people with a warhammer, like he's fucking I don't know Robert Baratheon. Oh yeah, very funny to have just like a pan out because. That it's only the only shots we have are just David Arbor standing in like a Viking helmet in like around like a burning village with like a bloodied hammer. Oh yeah, it's like all right, very weird. I mean, I don't. I didn't mind it. I thought it was funny, but you know, still. Oh yeah, it's it's a bit interesting. Uh, I'm not sure what the what the exact idea there is. I I don't think there's any basis for that in most of like Santa lore. Is there? <laughs> I don't, I don't think so. It's it feels like a totally yeah um, new direction for this movie because like I guess they wanted a reason of like why would why might Santa be um, good at killing exactly people. yeah so um, I just googled it here I've googled Santa Viking and this says that um, apparently the Vikings it says long before the figure of modern Santa Claus became the bringer of gifts Vikings said their own Father Christmas the ruler of gods Odin. Um, according to Norse mythology, Odin would lead the wild hunt across the world during the Windwinter period, flying on his eight-legged horse. <laughs> oh, that's Loki's child. That's right. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, but hmm. that's not exactly what's going on here, is it? Because it is—he's not literally the yeah. Norse god Odin, the All Father. Was a Viking who somehow became Santa Claus. So, I don't know. Again, I don't know where it came from or why, but it's kind of interesting, I guess. I mean, I guess who was Santa? Like, what is the lore behind that, anyways? I think it's St. Nicholas. Yeah, right? yeah, that's definitely you know, part of it. Like, there's just too much. I mean, there's so much around him, right? Yeah. Where does all the lore come from? Isn't a lot of the lore from that book? The Night Before Christmas? Night Before Christmas? Yeah. I think so. I think that dude, like, single-handedly um, sort of just started a lot of that shit, right? When's it from? 1823. Like Holy shit. Oh, wow. Never mind. That's the right yeah. one. Visits from St. Nicholas, commonly known as the Night Before Christmas. Right? Like, the Twas the Night Before Christmas and all through the house? Is it? Yeah, yeah. The kind of creature was staring, even a mouse. Yeah, yeah. Eighteen twenty-three. Holy shit! Damn, that's that's almost that's gonna be two hundred years old. Yeah. Wow. So there you go. So I I don't know where where the inspiration is. Then did this guy come up with it? This modern concept of the poem is called blah blah blah. Um, before the poem gave wide popularity, American ideals had varied varied considerably about Saint Nicholas and other Christmas time traditions. So yeah, he kind of set in stone the the law of of American Christmas Santa guy. Um, so there you go. Very fun. Uh, so well, I mean, there's not again, there's not that much. The villain, I guess, just weird backstory. He hates Christmas because his family got poor, and then he killed a man. Yeah, I mean, I, it, there's there's something to that. I think um, the idea because it kind of it kind of shows the the sort of like the whole the holes in the whole, whole idea of Christmas, right? Because mm-hmm. of the the capitalist side of it now, and and that's kind of what Santa laments at the beginning, right? Is that he he talks about how he loves Christmas so much when he was a kid, and his dad did all the fun stuff, and they did all the 
you know, they took it to the nine every year, right? With, with the gifts and the and the candy and the, all the fun stuff. But then his dad got laid off. And so suddenly now that he doesn't have a job, you can't do any of the Christmas stuff anymore. Um, which I think mm. there's something there. There's something sympathetic about that. Um, obviously, what he then decides to do is no good. <laughs> because, yeah, he decides yeah. to rob his neighbors because they have a fun Christmas. So he'll just take from them and he accidentally kills an old man. <laughs> And then goes on to become a, clearly like a career criminal. So like that's no good. Yeah. But uh, that's sort of interesting, I think. And and yeah. the other criminals as well. There's that fun moment. It's it, there's definitely stuff in this that's reminiscent to me of the Santa Claus movies, the Tim Allen ones, mm. where he's like, "I remember you." <laughs> What's the one guy's name? Uh, Bjorn. Bjorn. Yeah, he's like Bjorn. You you asked me for a bike in '83, didn't I give it to you? And you still turn out like this. He's like, "How do you know about my bike? How do you know? You knew about the bike." And the same, what's what's her name? She's like Kira Peppermint or whatever, because they all have their their Christmas code names. Yeah, I think her name was Kira. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, oh, and you, Kira, what the fuck, man? You were naughty. I didn't give you any gifts because you were naughty and you didn't deserve them. <laughs> and look where we are. And look, and you didn't learn anything. <laughs> so that's that's interesting. Like I, I think that stuff's all fun. I I like the idea, or uh, repeatedly throughout this, that Santa doesn't understand the Christmas magic himself. He's just like I don't know, it just works, man. Yeah. Which is, yeah, it's just like I don't know. It's and he dies at one point. Well, yeah. It like shoots Santa to death. Well, yeah, at the end he dies and he's brought back to life by the the power of Christmas belief, which is pretty classic for these types of movies. Yeah, and pull they pull a Tinkerbell at the end of Peter yeah, Peter Pan play. Exactly. Um, I guess they kind of are doing. They do a sort of interesting way to like maybe explain maybe Santa really could be real because the idea on this one is that he only shows up if you need him. Yeah, so he doesn't go like to every single house. He goes to a couple because if you're well off, I guess, and your parents have decided that Santa's not real and they just get you gifts anyways, well, he doesn't really need to go there, kind of thing. Um, mm. And so most people maybe don't need Santa every year, so they don't see him, and so that's how you get to see him. Like, no, we get the gifts. Santa's not real, but we all know he's real, Jack. Yeah, Santa Claus I mean, is real. Who else eats the cookies? Yeah, who's eating my cookies? Who's drinking my milk? You're to tell me my parents are impossible <laughs> fools. They specifically told me that didn't happen. Idiots. As if my parents would lie to me. <sighs> I'm a I'm their bouncing baby boy. I'm their firstborn. They're the heir. They would never. I'm to inherit their titles and lands. They would never. They've never deceived me in such a fashion. They would deceive the others, though. They say, oh, it's not real. They just don't know. All these fools out there. So, um, yeah. David Harper's good. John, John Leguizamo is fun. He's he's Mr. Scrooge. That's his code name. I did enjoy like the costuming and stuff throughout this. I really think it's it's just kind of funny. Um, all the different, um, you know, all the guys who were like on the in, inside at least, um, who were like the you know the the double agent people because they're wearing Christmas their Christmas like uniforms and costumes and stuff. But then they just have like their like plate carrier vests over the top of it and stuff. So it's funny. Like the one guy who's dressed up as an elf the whole movie <laughs> with the but he's just got like a machine gun and a plate carrier vest. Like I think that's fun. Yeah, I thought um, Santa gets a shovel. Uh, he gets a hammer at one point, puts it to good use. Uh, the action in this generally is just kind of fun, right? It's uh, it's very much like sort of gimmicky. Like, what are we? You know, let's make use of the Christmas stuff, right? Which is fun. Yeah, you know, it's well. I would say generally well choreographed, like interesting, drawn out fight sequences. But it's like, all right, let's use ornaments. Let's use Santa's um, Santa's sack is used to like interesting effect. At uh, in one fight in particular, right? Mm -hmm. Um, that's cool. Like he kills a man with the star off a tree, <laughs> like oh, it sets his head on fire. So I think that's it's fun. It's good to give him a key. Like at one point, I, I'm, it, it 
I was like, why is Santa Knight making better use of the guns from the from the guys he's killing? But it's because he doesn't know how to use them because he's too old. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I don't know how this works. This new, new newfangled gizmo. What is this? <laughs> so that's fun. Yeah. Um, those guns, though. The one, the son's estranged wife. She's like, I don't use these. I went hunting with my dad, and I was like, You're not hunting with an M16, lady. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what, it's, what, it's like, what a, are you hunting with that? Men? It's like an assault rifle. <laughs> yeah, it's a military grade weapon that these mercenaries are using. I mean, I guess it's all they're all close enough, point and shoot and the like. But at that stage, Santa could probably figure it out too if he if he gave it a minute. But whatever. <laughs> um, the the family dynamic is is kind of funny at times and, and awful. I didn't enjoy that. Um, all right. They called their the sister calls his son Bertrude. <laughs> And in, in a in an effort to win favor with the the mother, <laughs> the matriarch, and then his son names his daughter Gertrude. Very funny. It's very good. Our boyfriend, the actor, gets murdered. Yep, uh, he has a bad time with it. Um, I like the bit where they're like trying to, <laughs> they're like, uh, everyone's offering each other up. They're like, no, you should you should kill him first. You're gonna kill him and kill him, and then it happens later on as well. It's like okay, if you're gonna shoot us, shoot her first. No, you shoot him first. No, if anything, you shoot her. Shoot her first. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, they're fun. It's good stuff. There's a good little Home Alone bit that's very fun as well. I think she's a really good job. Um, yeah, that was it. Was it was obviously an R-rated Home Alone. So I was like, oh, it's very. It's it's weird seeing Home Alone be so graphic, but like, but like that's what like it's it's Home Alone for happy. <laughs> Yeah, it should be like horrible graphics. It's really just, it's not that much different. Most of those traps are pretty much right out of Home Alone. It's just like, yeah. what if these actually worked like they should in real, the real physical world? <laughs> right. Yeah, nails and bowling balls and shit would, would you'd fuck you up pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't just be like, oh, you rascal. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's good. It, it's, I guess that little girl's a murderer. <laughs> Yeah, I was saying to my friend, I was like, "That little girl's never going to be the same." I after mean, murder this. is strong. She, she, self defense and yeah. the like, but she did kind of kill that guy, somewhat indirectly. Oh, definitely, I guess indirectly. Responsible, responsible for his death. Very much so. Very much so. Uh, but yeah, it's a good time overall. I think David Arbor did a good job. Um, I, I like Viking Santa. I think that's interesting. I thought it was cool, like when he first took off his his clothes to start stitching up his wound there, because you're like, wait a minute, why does Santa know how to stitch up his wound? What's going on? I mean, obviously. Again, from the first scene, you know he's kind of like a different rough and tumble sort of Santa. But then when he takes his shirt off, I'm like, are those like Nordic runes? Like, what's what's going on with yeah, Santa? a lot of Celtic tattoos. What's going on with Santa here? I don't. And yeah, we, over the course we figured out, and it's it's interesting. And then yeah, at the end, he uh, the the Christmas spirit brings him back because they believe in him and his his reindeer return. You know, it's nice. It's good stuff. It was a f- fun scene where they're like, how can we ever repay you? And he's like, well, you brought him back from the dead, so I think we're we're set. <laughs> Probably even. I was like, yeah, fair enough. Why not? And I guess they all believe in Santa now. It's pretty good. I, that is good in, as well. Is like throughout the movie, everyone realizes like maybe this is literally Santa Claus, like the real Santa. Like there's that fun bit where the the, the backup force arrives and they're like, "Yeah, we got a guy on, on the roof side here. It's like he's dressed up as Santa." And the, the one she's like, "Yeah, it, it might be real Santa." He's like, "What, what the <laughs> fuck?" She just like, "Is right now?" It's like she's kidding. Don't worry about her. Don't ignore her, please. No, it was. It was real Santa. He does a cr- like. They kind of do a fun callback when, uh, because when he's first captured and they like, I think he might be Santa. He does like, he touches his finger to his nose and he like teleports up the chimney. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, it's pulleys. Like, well, no, no man can fit up there. And then later they're on like a ruined home and there's a stone chimney and he grabs the villain, does the finger trick and pulls him through. Mm-hmm. But the other guy doesn't turn into dust. So he just liquefies. Oh, yeah. 
And it's very gruesome. His legs and arms and sure like squeeze it off till he's just a torso that fit through the chimney. Yeah, you really got John Leguizamo. I kind of thought for a second they might do like a John Leguizamo would, would understand the true meaning of Christmas and come around, but no. No siree. John Leguizamo has done so. <laughs> Yeah, he's dead. He's, he's killed uh, about the most killed you could be. Close to. <laughs> yeah. That guy and the can't guy that Santa grenaded. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's pretty. That was fun. That was fun as well. Santa's like, oh, like, I got a rebels and murder. It's like, I got to watch. <laughs> I got to watch it. And then he does, he's like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a Viking, Jack. He's literally a Viking berserker in this. So. God bless him. Guy. That should have been the Northman. Yeah, right? Honestly, <laughs> more fun Viking movie than the Norseman. The Northman, I'll just say it. <laughs> Hey, Norseman's arts here or whatever, but I don't know, man. I had a lot of fun watching I it. I really did, yeah. Good movie. Again, it's enti- It's exactly what it is. Nothing more, nothing less, I would say. It's not... Yeah, there's just... That's fun. Apparently, I was, apparently it's critically kind of maligned, but like, I wouldn't expect it to be a critical darling or anything. No, no, not at all. Um, there's such mixed reviews from critics on here. What do we got? Let's check some scores. For, why, why the fuck not, right? We got 69 on Rotten Tomatoes. That seems appropriate, though, for a movie like this. Like, Yeah, that's... That's right where I'd want it to be. Any higher, any low, any higher, I'd be like, what are you doing? Right. Who paid you? Because it's just not. It's just never going to be that. 62 on Metacritic, 7 out of 10 on IMDb. But 91% of Google users liked it, which seems appropriate. Because, like, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I think it's just all right. What did, oh, here we got Robert. What do they have to say? Roger Ebert here. One and a half. Is that out of four or five? Oh, what the fuck is he scored out of? How many, how many stars is it supposed to get? Is it like out of movies? I think sometimes they're out of four. One and a half out of four seems harsh, but... Yeah, I'd like to give it at least two. I'd give it at least two stars. Yeah. I'd probably give it like a three out of five on like, if we're doing letterbox. Yeah. I'm going to say, did you do your letterbox? Yeah. So, I haven't yet, but I probably will. I think that's fine. That sounds about right to me. Again, it's one of those things where it's like, it's so weird because, I mean, it's, this is all art, I guess. If we're, if we're, if you allow me to get real philosophical for a moment, all the shit we, we like grade and rate and everything, but it's like, you know, sometimes a, like it just a, something that's not trying too hard and just delivering on what it is trying on is is all right compared to like a big swing and a miss. Like it's just you, you grade those things kind of differently. Yeah, which maybe isn't. If it's it's not it's not trying to be anything more than it is. Yeah, maybe that's not fair to just be like, well, it didn't really step out of its comfort zone and did exactly what it did, so it's good. But I don't know. That's how I feel. Yeah, that's all right. I think so. Like, yeah, you can you can try to be like. Uh, everything to you know all things to all people and then if you if you don't deliver on that you're gonna yeah people are gonna look at you less favorably whereas if you just you just do it i mean and, and even even that being said like that's not a sure thing you can make a movie that's just kind of a fun whatever movie and still not be that enjoyable like the thor <laughs> love and thunder which is like this is largely inoffensive but it's just not fun to watch, really. Yeah, I wish it was, was offensive so I could have feel anything about it. Yeah, exactly. This. Like, it's kind of less than the sum of its parts. So, like, I, this could have been much worse than it was, I think. Really? It could be like that fucking Grinch movie that I had to watch the trailer for, which looks like it's going to be trash. So, yeah, it looks like it's going to be, is going to be. I can tell you that right now. Oh, I would bet on anything on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, big uh, uh, thumbs up for me. I'd say a thumbs up for me too. What a, what's a Christmassy rating we can give it? Um, I'll give it three crushed skulls out of five. <laughs> I said Christmassy. Well, it was Christmassy to him. Um, All right, fine. Uh, uh, three, three, three. Um, cracked nuts out of five. Nut crackers out of five. I don't know. Uh, one, uh, one partridge in a pear tree. That's good. Uh, f- five out of out of six 
Fuck, I don't know. I don't know any of the other ones. You know, how about two turtles, three out of the five golden rings? Oh, is it golden rings? The one that could call. Yeah. So three out of five. You don't know it? Okay. Well, I do now. Five golden. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> four calling birds, three French. Okay. So like maybe three out of four calling birds. That's fair. I think that's fair, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No one can argue with that score because it's not Sergio. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't hope to argue with that because it doesn't mean any anything. <laughs> anything to anyone. Excellent. Well, I think we can probably wrap it up right about here for the episode then with that, yes, you think? All right. Well, as always, thanks so much for listening. So you can find us on Twitter and Gmail at Akatech Jazz. It's Akatech J-A-Z or on Instagram at The Akatech Podcast. Our intro was done by friend of the show, Celery Salt. You can always find him on SoundCloud and soon on Spotify. He's got a new single out. Go listen to it. Our logo is then my friend of the show, Jeffrey Gonzalez. You can always find him at inkocean.jpg on Instagram or on Redbubble. And as always, we wrote it. We produced it. We built all the sets. Say goodnight to the people, Zach. Good night. Good night. And Godspeed. <laughs>